Oh, mine didn't go off. I remember. Yeah. And I'm starting to remember turning my volume down, too, because sometimes I'll scroll through my Facebook to watch us and be like, oh, the volume's up, so i got to turn my volume down, too. But I see we are live now because we are so professional on the way we introduce this show. Welcome, everyone, to Count the Bucket for our next episode in our short series that we're trying to kick this off with as we get into it. What are we, Nick, what do we say, three weeks away before the regular season? I think so, yeah, three weeks away. Okay, so we've started, uh, we're doing each division as we get up to the actual season. Of course, preseason starts in like maybe two weeks. We went from the East Coast, Atlantic, now, or I'm sorry, Southeastern, Atlantic, and now we will be covering the Central Division uh, on this episode. But before we get into it, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Me and Nick talked a little bit of fantasy football while we waited on CJ to get on here with us. Uh, of course, Nick, who... Is his first year doing fantasy football. He says he's almost what two and I'm one. I'm on my way to two and one, and guess what? I haven't changed my lineup once. And it makes because I so keep mad. forgetting. I don't know how you forget. Like I am constantly every day. I look at my lineup, be like, "Oh, he's hurt. Okay, is he playing?" Like I've had Dobbins for like since I drafted him in a dynasty league, and like today was his first day playing. Like I've had you on my bench for so long. I'm putting you in the lineup. I don't even care. Uh, but, yeah, uh, for sure. How about you, CJ? How you been doing this week? Yeah, I've been great. All is well. All is well, man. Uh, again, like I said, my birthday was on Tuesday, so I had a good Happy time. birthday, by Happy the way. Happy birthday. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for the support. Showing me love. Count the bucket, fam. Hitting me up on Twitter, man. That meant a lot. I appreciate uh, you guys. Can we see that birthday present you got? Yeah, so came uh-huh. right on time, my guy. Boom. My God, Michael, Michael Lawson, man, hooked me up with the CTB limited edition mm. cup. Yeah, um, Mike. This, is, this, this is premium right here. If you want to get this, you got to be a part of the CTM fan. First off, make sure you like and subscribe or for the YouTube. That's what we need you to do. For and us. on Apple. Support. Give us, exactly, the give, us, give us the rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and then, you know, we can see what's up. We can definitely hook you up right. with one of these limited edition factor right here, man. I appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you know what, Nick? We might need to talk about this Patreon you were talking about. Maybe this would be something when you join our Patreon a certain amount, we might just get you a cup of some sort to join. Yes, sir. Yes, Definitely. Sir. 100%. Hey, that's what we need to do. We need to get a CTB Patreon, bro. Exclusive Absolutely. content for the fans. All right. See you through. <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. See, CJ, CJ was luckily able to get his early birthday gift with the Count the Bucket Cup. I, I might have to wait to Christmas at this point to get mine. Uh, well, man. you know, I want to say I remember you saying something last week, and I cannot remember what it was. When I was like, I made the comment. Well, you know what, CJ, I might just send Nick's to yours instead and wait on Nick's. What did he say? What was it? But I cannot remember because I, I remember we laughed about it. So it's kind of comical that yours came. Before Nick got his, but you know what? We don't even know if Nick's is in the mail yet. Well, I have to clean my truck out. We don't even know where it's at. Somebody about to get a free count the bucket cup. It's it's out there somewhere. Yeah, that's what I was just. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a fact. Oh goodness! But you know what? As it's scrolling across there, it makes me want to go ahead and do this. Uh, Of course, as you guys can see on the ticker down there, uh, go follow us on Twitter, which CJ already said. Count bucket USN. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got the, we're streaming right now on Count the Bucket, also Unwrapped Sports Network, who we're very thankful for the network. Uh, of course, we have a Facebook page as well, Count the Bucket on there. Of course, all of our podcasts for you guys that are listening, not seeing our beautiful faces whenever we do post this live, 
which I need to get better at that, and I do apologize. Uh, that's going to be Apple Hearts Radio, all those, uh, Spotify, everything on there. We are pretty much blasting all social medias, except for Instagram. We need to get on there, but you know what? I'm not very photogenic other than my beard, so I'm, I'm hesitant on that. But I was trying to – there it goes. As you can see right now, thejavaseeds.com. Get 20% off with a promo code BUCKET. And what that is is these tasteful Java seeds with two cups of coffee per bag that can keep you awake if you're in college for sure, help you study for those finals that will be coming up soon. Or if you're like me, got to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning after listening to us live here to work a freight truck that's coming with over 160 pumpkins for the holiday. Hip, hip, hooray for that. So I will definitely be eating on some of these in the morning to keep myself awake, ready to go, and ready to talk basketball right now at least so bam i think we got everything done right there of course we'll try to promo some more a little bit later as we get on into here but what news do y'all want to start with first like i, I want to get into the divisions but there is definitely some more headlines that kind of happened that so i, I so does one of y'all need to check the group chat because i just i just take something to you i don't know if y'all saw it yet yeah it was perfect uh, it was perfect timing yeah. So auto- automatic green light to jump oh. right into that situation. Absolutely. Let's go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, even though we're talking about the division, uh, of course, breaking news happened what three or four days ago. Yeah. Yeah. It hit Wednesday night, actually. Okay, Wednesday night uh, with Boston Celtics. I'm sure you guys have heard about it if you watched any kind of sports media or even social media. You have seen something that's going on. Um, Nick, I know you kind of want to talk about it a little bit more. Do you want to open it up? I'll, I'll give you the floor to kind of go with that. Yeah, so basically just to elaborate to keep things short, um, the Boston Celtics suspended their um, rookie. Well, he he would have he would have been a second-year head coach, but they suspended their head coach, Ime Udoka. Um, it looks like Ime – how can I say this? Ime was having relations with one of the staff members of, uh, for the Celtics um, – and apparently, you know, this was something that had been going on, I guess, through the, throughout the season, through the playoffs. And the Celtics front office, I guess, found out about it around July-ish. So when the news initially came out, and this is why journalism is just super important, because I still don't feel like we even have all the facts. Because the first night or the first day that it was reported, it sounded like it was a consensual relationship. So... I was on Twitter practically saying, you know, if it was consensual on both parties, I'm not saying that we should not hold Ime Yudoka accountable, but I was disagreeing with the whole, um, with the entire season suspension. I was like, you know, maybe 30 games is enough, but it was, if it was both parties, but then Friday comes around. Now it's a lot worse that it wasn't consensual. So now we're like, okay, where is this going? So now, when I you think, say consensual, now you're talking about the two parties in action. Yeah, yes, two parties. So no, they had they were consensual. You're talking about Boston didn't consent, right? No, so basically I'm talking about two parties between Udoka and the other female that he was involved with. Apparently they were saying that both both of those sides were consensual the first day, but then reports came out a day later. Oh, okay. I haven't heard that part. Okay. That's yeah, yeah. Cool. So okay. yeah, so yeah, third Thursday was both parties with Yudoka and the in the female were consensual. Mm-hmm. Then that later on that Friday, I think I can't remember if it was TMZ reported it or whatever, but TMZ practically reported that Yudoka made um, unwar- unwarranted remarks and so on and so on. So 
It made it sound like it wasn't consensual from the uh, from the woman's point of view. So now it looks bad. And even um, even former NBA player Matt Barnes uh, um, had posted a, a video on Instagram. I guess you know somebody gave him all the um, all the details of the situation, and apparently, according according to him, it sounds pretty bad. Hmm. So I think even now, now that we're in Sunday night, I still don't think we even have a lot of the details. Um, <laughs> in my opinion. I feel like there's going to be more to come with this situation possibly soon. Uh, but as we stand as of right now, the Celtics, uh, the, uh, the headline is right there. The Celtics house has been email Udoka for the entire 2022-23 NBA season. And who knows what's going to happen after that, honestly. I mean, it's, it's a bad look for Udoka, honestly, just because, I mean, he was a rookie coach and he did such a phenomenal job with that team, especially after Jay were, you know, turning that team around, getting into the finals. So, this is a really bad look, in my opinion, for him. You know, he's not, he's not, he, I mean, he did have a good year, but he's not, you know, in that same stratosphere as like a Greg Popovich or, you know, whoever. So, you know, for a rookie head coach, you know, you can't really do things like this. You know what I'm saying? Like your your focus should really be on really getting the team together and really just prioritizing, really helping his team become champions. Mm-hmm. So... I really don't know what's next for him. In my opinion, like with how bad the situation is looking, he's probably more likely. I mean, th- this is just my opinion. Like with how bad the situation is looking, he's probably going to end up being fired instead. I know that he's suspended right now, but I wouldn't be surprised within the, like the next week or so they may announce that he's fired if we do get more details. But it's a bad look for Udoka, Um and we'll just have to see where it goes from here. See, the reason why I was wanting to pass, I guess, pass the ball to you on that, Nick, because – it'd been a while since I'd actually seen or heard anything on it since the, the news broke on Wednesday or Thursday, whenever it was. And I thought, well, what I was hearing was there were two different women or two different cases that was going on at the time. And one of it was that it was the vice president's wife that one of the, I'm going to call it a fling that was occurring. And that's why the one year suspension was going on. So I was like, okay, so yeah, this is like almost relationship like, so after I heard that, I kind of wasn't really listening to too much of the news. So I'm kind of glad I didn't say what I just said, even though I said it on, on line. But anyways, and hearing what's more coming out. So, yeah, I don't know if it will hear for a while the truth. And that's what kills me about media. As soon as they get the first hint of the news, they kind of fill in the blanks and say what they think is correct. But, I mean, I hate it for the guy, but he put it in him, himself in whatever situation he did. So, I mean, you did it to yourself. I mean, what I hate the most is his wife. Like, I mean, she's beautiful and doesn't deserve this at all, what's going on. And it's almost making it, I think, carry on more in the headlines because, one, we have a sports person and now we have a celebrity as well so it's getting both sides of medias that are trying to get involved with this and entangled in what's going on and being shared uh cj have you heard anything different heard or want to collaborate some more on this man all i all i I could really do is just shake my head at at email udoka listen nobody's perfect we all make mistakes no doubt about it it's just unfortunate. Obviously, his his career is publicized, and it's it's in a place where it's sports and entertainment, like what Michael just talked about. Mm-hmm. So everything, the spotlights on everything, and uh, he made a terrible decision. And honestly, it looks bad. One, 
because, I mean, listen, man, he's an African-American head coach, and they're going to look at stuff like that when it's time, when it's time to get those jobs. It's, uh, it's unjust. You're supposed to judge everybody separately based off regardless of what they look like, their character. That's how you're supposed to judge somebody. But in these in these certain situations, it does occur. It does occur. And they're going to, in a sad, they should not do this, but they are going to look at this situation and be like, yo, you know, can we trust? So, okay, so that's one situation. And secondly, you just went to the finals. You had a 2-1 lead on one of the greatest teams in this in this generation in the finals. You lose three in a row, yes, because of turnovers. They forced everybody to the left. Okay, we got it from the scheme <laughs> standpoint. But damn, bro. Damn. Like, you know, you was one of the best young – you still one of the best young head coaches in the NBA. But and, – and lastly – it's the Celtics. If it was the Kings, be a big, no disrespect to the Kings, but like it's the Celtics, a story franchise, one of the, one of the most popular franchises in sports. So it's going to get talked about. It's going to get talked about, man. And uh, it's, it's bad. It's bad leadership. You got two young forwards that look to you for, for motivation when it's time, money time, situationally. In high pressure situation, I'm, yeah, you could you could always forgive for sure, and of course that's going to happen. That's a conversation he's going to have to have with his team because he's not available for them, just like he would expect availability from his players mm-hmm. every single night. So that's a conversation that he's going to have to have with every single one of those guys in that locker room that put that pain in to try to do what they try to get to get to do, and they were un, unsuccessful in doing last year, which is win the championship. So. That's the that's another thing that he's gonna have to do is have a conversation with his guys and gain their trust back. So when if he does come back, they're gonna to want to play for him and know that understand that they're in it for their long run. That's the key situation. Like I said, it's sad. And we'll we'll see when more information gets out. And then last thing for me is all these people came out and they want to compare this and that. And this is what this person did, this is what that person did, and had no information whatsoever about what's going down. People always do this in the social media area. They want to be first. Whoever gets to it first is the best, quote unquote. Anything for the likes and the retweets. Get all the information that you get. Get all the information out. Get as much information as possible before you form an opinion. Don't just come out and say something because everybody else is jumping just because saying how high, just because everybody else jumps. Make sure you get your info. We don't even know all the information with this. That's why, you know, Nick, Nick is right. You can't just come out and just blast and just say something crazy just because it's a story in social media. You want to get your clout. People just, people just looking for clout. Get the information, then you form an opinion, and you move from there. So like I said, lastly, it's sad on all levels, and we'll see what happens in the, in, in the future. Now, one thing I do want to ask you guys, and, and I do want to ask you because of who we are here. I think we guys are pretty well. We, we respect each other. We love each other here. We can kind of talk any way that we can on this. One thing that I did hear was Stephen A. Smith. I don't know if you all seen one of his takes on there was saying that uh, if a white person would have done this, would it be in a publicity? publicitize as much and, he, and basically what he said is there's a lot of white people out there doing the same thing but it doesn't get uh, on air like this now do yeah. you think that that is fair or is it more because me personally on this side it's because celtics has a rule against it like no other organization that i know of has a rule like there's nothing that you can do on this you know like i thought it was if boston didn't have this rule we probably wouldn't even really been hearing about it as much other than Neil Long's husband cheated, you know, on the celebrity side. 
Now, right. I, I do want to know how, and I'm doing it respectfully, of course. I don't want you all to think I'm saying anything wrong. Nah, here. bro. Yeah, nah, yeah. You, you good, bro. Look, listen, man. I don't even look at it from now. I mean, it's, it's, it's a standpoint you could look at it from in certain situations. You could definitely mm-hmm. look at it from that standpoint. But I'm just looking at the character of the man. I'm not looking at his skin color. That's what, you know, that's what Stephen A., that's what these guys like to do all the time. They like to use skin color for clout. I look at, I judge a man by their character. It don't matter what color their skin is, off rip. He made a terrible decision. Yeah, it don't matter if his, it don't matter what his name is, what his last name is, or any, he made a terrible decision that affected himself, his family, his job. You feel me? Like, this is what we, this is what we talking about. Like, Stephen A, he be doing that, you know, he be playing, he plays that, he plays that game to, to reach a certain audience. Bro, that's okay. not, that's not us. You feel me? I'm judging, I'm judging homie by, what he did, and he missed, he messed everything I, we talked about was life and basketball, not that extra stuff, you know. Like right. that extra stuff is like, you know, for the cloud. Like I said, if it don't matter what he looked like, if he had made that terrible decision, I would critique him the same way. It'd be the same thing because at the end of the day, it's your life, and you decided to do that, and you have to pay for the consequences. It doesn't matter what he looks like. That's the bottom line. That's it. Awesome. Okay. I agree with CJ. Well, good, because I, when I seen that, I thought that was just such a bad take. And I just thought, one, the way the country kind of is as far as pins and needles on different way of saying anything in that situation. I thought, you know, that's, that's almost even adding a more dividend. I don't know if that's the right word. Dividing even more. Division, There's like division. Yes. Yeah, division. Like the man did wrong. It doesn't matter who he is. He did wrong. And that's all it should have been is he did wrong. His wife. Or are they married? I think not, I think not, yeah. I think they were engaged. Okay, I think they've been engaged for a couple of years. Actually, as I said, I want to see that I seen something like five years, and I thought, well, that should have been a red flag there. But his relationship with Miss Long is what he damaged the most, and that's where the focus needs to be on. It doesn't need to be on any other curtains that's going to go on to make any other side stories to where you're trying to actually get more publicized or get more views, like. Let's focus on the main thing here. And, right. and I just thought when I heard him say that, I just thought, man, that's the wrong time to be saying anything like that. But Nick, go ahead. I kind of jumped your gun on you there. So go ahead. No, you're good. I mean, but let's just be honest. I mean, and I, I, I told this to y'all yesterday. Like, and I mean, you, you just see so many people. I mean, even CJ alluded to, you know, a lot of people just giving their own opinions on social media. It's majority of people that don't even watch basketball, basketball that don't even keep up with basketball. They probably didn't even know who Ime Udoka was before the situation. The reason why it's, it's such a big news is because who he's with. You know, Nia Long has been a long time ap- long time actor for like thirty plus years, and it's it's an unfortunate situation because she has nothing to do with this. Like it's like it's like immediately after the story came out, she was trending on Twitter, and it's like oh my god, like what the heck is like why is Nia Long trending on Twitter? And then obviously you see that, so it's like it sucks for her because. Hopefully she's not really catching any slack from it, which I don't believe she is. But it's like, you know, she doesn't have anything to do with the situation. This is totally on Yudoka. This is his wrongdoing. You know, he should take full accountability for it. And, you know, it's just, it's just an unfortunate situation all around. Um, but I definitely I definitely do agree with CJ. I'm not really looking at the color. I'm really looking at the character in the, um, in the uh, decision making that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Yudoka should definitely be held accountable for this, honestly, in my opinion. And and like, like I mentioned earlier, we probably still don't even have all of the reports. They probably still don't know. There may be more that may be leaked out possibly within the next few days. So you just never know. So this is just my opinion. You know, 
I know that he's suspended, but if more does come out and it does seem pretty bad, like if there's like any like sexual harassment allegations or anything, he's probably going to get fired and it's going to be unfortunate for him because he's such a great coach. Um, he may not even get a job in the NBA again, which kind of sucks, man. So it's just a crazy situation all around. I don't know what's next, but right now it's just not really looking too good for him. And I mean, on a professional level, it sucks for him because I mean, his, his future was so bright, especially with Boston right now. I mean, they went from what we always talk about. I think it was like January 6th where they were under 500 and from there, made the tweaks on the rosters and, and their schemes. And then all of a sudden they come out and they go off on like a 30 and 10 run, basically uh, go into the NBA finals and everything. I mean, you learn from that, you bounce back, you add who you did, even though they lost a uh, galley for the year, you have that to build on. And now you have this, like this, this to me, unfortunately too, just rains a big cloud over Boston Celtics season. Like if, if for some reason, whoever is going to be, intern coaching for them if they kind of start i'm going to say flopping a little bit starting out it's going to be oh wow this boston is not good without their coach or wow they can't get past the you know the social medias it's going to go on like this is going to be hindering them all season long unless they can come out fire from the beginning so i, I mean he, he tanked the whole season for him really Honestly, hey CJ, you think you could pull up the uh, the Matt Barnes video if you could find it? Yeah, yeah, I'll try to see if I can pull that up. Yeah, the one cause... that he went back to correct, or the one that he because mm-hmm. I thought he took it down. Yeah, so the first one came out Thursday night, and this was right after the the Celtics had announced that they were going to suspend Udoka for the entire regular season. So me and Matt Barnes were on the same page because by the reports, it was both me and parties Matt were... were on the same page. I mean, I mean, I mean, hey, we were. I mean. I mean <laughs> At the time, the reports were it was consensual on both sides between Udoka right. and the woman that he was involved with. So that's why I was saying, you know what? Like, if both parties were consensual, I do believe that he should be held accountable. But I didn't believe that he should be suspended for the entire season. And then that's when then that's when that's when the next day, I think uh, Matt Barnes immediately deleted that post after he posted it, and then came out the next day with the um, with another video saying that you know he can't condone anything that went on. So hmm. by the by the looks of that video, it's it's, it's it's pretty bad. That's what I mean when I say we probably don't have all the details. Right. And they might get leaked possibly soon. So here's the video that Nick is referring to. We'll play this for our listeners. They won't come out and say it. And since I'm a part of the media now, and I try not to be like everyone else, uh, I try to, you know, report and talk with facts and, and, and honesty. And I clearly have to say last night, uh, without knowing all the facts, I spoke on Ime Udoka's defense. And after finding out the facts after I spoke, I erased what I posted because this situation in Boston is deep. It's messy. It's a hundred times uglier than any of us thought. And that's why I erased what I said. Uh, Some things happened that I can't condone, I can't back. And it's not my place to tell you what happened. If it ends up coming out, it ends up coming out. But that was the reason why I raced in my post last night, because after I posted it, I got a call from someone who had all the details and shit is deep. So, man, praying for everybody involved. Um, You know, hope everyone gets through this. 
and I saw a lot of blogs picked up what I said, even though it was only on my page for like two minutes. So you already played the rest of the thing. Yeah. So basically, yeah, so. Yo, so, you know, one thing he said was, I came to email Udoka's defense. What you what what are you defending him for again? Well, like I said, I mean, you know, so so I mean, so basically, like I said, I mean, the the reports came out that both parties were consensual. So that's so that's why I'm not like, I'm not I'm not saying that I was defending Udoka, but I I disagreed yeah. on the entire regular season suspension. That was what I was I mean, disagreeing on. But let me ask you something though: if it's something in your contract where it say if you violate this this uh, certain situation in your contract, and if you violate it, you're liable to get fired. You're gonna abide by that contract, right? No, hundred percent. I agree. Okay, hundred so percent. He knew. He knew. He knew what the rules was. He, he made a bad decision, man. No, you're right. Like, you're I mean, right about I, that. I I, 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 I mean, I don't. It's sad, but I don't feel bad, and I'm not going to defend him. I well, like putting my career out there. But here, but here's the thing: I'm going to ask you. No, I don't even know him or know any of the facts. People, that's what I'm saying. People just jumping on Twitter. Yeah, da, 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 you know, da, listen, man. That's what's crazy. Like, it it doesn't matter. Like, people automatically will choose a side. It's just, it's human nature, one side or the other. That's, but like, we need to know more. That's another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But like, because even in our uh, Unwrapped Sports Network, the basketball chat that we have, a lot of people are like, I can't believe they're suspending him for a year. That's crazy. And other people's like, oh, he deserves to be fired. And like, we still don't even know what's going on with everything. Like, and that was when we thought, that they were a couple, you know, or at least my news that I was hearing was that they were in a relationship that had lasted for a while. So it was consent. And then, cause I even seen some gifts that were saying like consent, consent. Then I had like a Boston Celtics meme behind them and it's saying, no consent here. And that's where the trouble was coming from. So like, I, I totally, I get, I guess in a way the defending, like maybe he meant, not for the year suspension, defend him. Hey, he doesn't deserve that. But if it says you can't have any type of relationships with any people in the organization, there's no way you can say, oh, they're doing him wrong here. Like it legit says not to do that. Like if I go down the road and I get a ticket for speeding hundred miles per hour because the cop pulls me over and it's 55, like nobody can defend me and say, Hey, he shouldn't be getting this ticket. I didn't obey by the rules. Like, I mean, that's just what it's it is. Facts. Like, it's facts. Yeah, my very, old coach very, used to say, if it looks yeah. like a duck, right. it's a duck. Like a duck. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But, he throws more words in there. But here's what I'm going to ask you, CJ. Like, here, here's yeah. what I'm going to ask you real quick. So, I mean, you you mentioned it earlier. Like, like, you know, this is the Boston Celtics, one of the story franchises in the NBA. So, you know, like you said, I mean, if it's a part of that contract that, you know, you're not supposed to have any type of relations with them, like any of the staff members that you should get fired. So regardless of whether it was consensual or not, why do you think that they didn't just fire him immediately after that instead of just like, you know, waiting to give him that suspension? Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying he should get fired. I'm saying if you violate something in the contract, you have to pay the consequences that could be getting fired or getting suspended. I just want to clarify that. I know what you said. I just want to clarify for somebody yeah, yeah. Have a question about that yeah i mean listen he's still t- i mean they went to the finals I, we was texting we was in the group chat i was like they went to the, if, mm-hmm. if, they had, if they had got knocked out in the first round out of here out of there oh yeah no Easily. hesitation but since they went to the finals of course of course they went to the finals 2-1 against the warriors 
Last last person to only do do that in the finals was uh was Kawhi, right? Yeah. So that's that put you sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah, they didn't get it done. They didn't get it done, but they they're right there, 24, 25 respectively, and he led them to the finals. So he's talented enough to keep his job, but this is it. This is it. Working on the tight line. I want to know the what line. the what the law or what the rule in the contract that he broke. Like I want to see it written out. It probably, it probably, I don't know. It's probably against you know you know staff, you know having or whatever. Like I said, we'll find out. We'll find out mm-hmm. when when the information right. comes out. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I definitely violated that. I've seen some stories. I don't know. I, I've seen some little things here and there online. I don't know if it's true or not, so I'm not going to bring it to our platform. You feel me? But I'm just saying, like, it, it's it's probably really bad, man. It's probably I'm like I, I'm reading Vic's comment here, and I'm loving it. He says, <laughs> "Yeah, that's near law." Said free get contact bars. I'd run right, butt naked man. and get tased by a hundred cops. Yeah, when you when you get to when sometimes when you get to a certain spot in, in your life, these people they feel like they have all the power. You know, he's that head coach of the Boston Celtics. Like, you probably feel like a, you know, like a, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, yeah, swag like, yeah, in there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. What's up? He we had that went, energy. We just went 51 and 31. That's a bad energy. Because you know why? Because mm-hmm. your pride and ego could get it caught in the way, and you can make a terrible decision like that. Like that man and ruined his his career. More than likely, ruined his basketball career. Now. We don't. We don't know for sure. We don't know yeah, for sure. Right. It's possible. He put it in right. jeopardy for sure. He definitely right. put it in jeopardy, but we don't know exactly. Let me back that up. Word. He put his career up in shambles. We don't know what's going to happen now. Can he bounce nice. back with whatever it would do from this? Because if he does get fired, a year or two, he'll probably get another coaching job at some level. At some I level. I don't know. So, so so this is my opinion yeah. though. I I feel like I feel like I him. That. I feel like him well, getting I mean, suspended. I mean, we don't know what happened the, exactly. So like right. we him, just find out what happened. Right. The Celtics suspending him is probably the best thing for him right now because I feel like if he were to get fired, that's it. Like in my opinion. So now it's like, you know, you get suspended for an entire year. He has an opportunity to come back next year. I mean, unless unless Boston makes another decision um in between now and a year from now. But More or unless that assistant coach takes them to the finals too. <laughs> yeah. Now, I personally don't believe that's going to happen. Personally, now, now, and win and wins. What may yeah. not even if they don't win because now it's like it's right here. And then you got yeah. situation. Yeah. This guy doesn't have a situation. Oh, who coached this last this, year? Yeah, exactly. We're gonna stay with that guy. So that's what I'm saying. When you when you put your job at jeopardy, you mm-hmm. have the potential of somebody else taking it too. Do you th- so, let's let's talk about this a little bit before we stay on this because we're already 30 minutes in it and the whole episode is actually to talk about this other division. So let's kind of at least hit this a little bit before we move on, which I think this is a great topic that we're on. Okay, he's suspended at least for a year. We know that now. So are we assuming assistant coach stepping up for intern coach, or do we think maybe Brad Stevens could come back and coach? No, what they, do you all they, think gonna they, happen here? They already announced that um, that they're going to bring in an interim coach. What's his name? I just had it, Joe Mazzula. Okay. Yeah. So I'm shaking my head. Yeah, like I know who that is, but yeah, okay. I don't. I don't really know much about him. I do know that he was on the sidelines last year, so I guess he'll probably implement some of those same right. um, stri- strategics that you, that that Yudoka used into this team. I'm just going to be honest, man. Like, I mean, I I know that Boston still has Tatum. They got Brown. They got Malcolm Brogdon. And, you know, they're still a very talented team, but. 
this is my opinion. I, I just don't see them being as good this as they were last year with uh with that without without the great head coach of Yudoka. And, and it's sad. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. And uh, I, mean, I feel like I, I feel like uh well, so Will Hardy was the was the top assistant guy for the Celtics last year. That's why he got the Utah Jazz job. Mm-hmm. Um so this guy is probably was probably right there second in line. Oh, so, sure. right, right there, stayed, right. it probably been his. Yeah, well, for, for Will Hardy, yeah, probably. Um, but I'd r- much rather be in this, this the Utah situation because at least, yeah, you take an L, you take an L's early on. You, oh, whoa. L, you, no, look, right, no, but you're taking you're taking L's early on. I mean, because of right, because it's expected right now. Right. Right. Look, I'm saying That's what true. the Udoka situation, but you know, not right. not team for team. Of course, you take the Celtics. I got to you know, they're gonna try to cancel you, man. You feel me? <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, no, it's just you dog you talk so much. You're like, oh, they're gonna, they're to gonna, they're gonna try to basketball cancel me. I had to clarify that. But yeah, that, but, but, <laughs> but still, so they got, they got that, they got that um, assistant guy there. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. And like I said, like Nick just broke, he just broke down the roster. I mean, it, I, I agree. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna go to the finals. I mean, because again, there's much parity in the Eastern Conference now. Yeah, I, I still I still like Brooklyn. It's you know, as like I said, as interesting as characters as those are in the book. Yeah, they're they're very talented. So it's gonna be a battle. And yeah, you're right. You know, he he had he, he did something with that team to where they felt like, yeah, I'm that's my guy. I'm gonna run through a wall for him. Let's go to the chip. So he has that element. And we'll see if they're able to still keep that kind of in the same energy. And then we'll see what this head coach is. Maybe this head coach could use this opportunity and try to get himself a job. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Next man up. Next man up. Yeah. Only thing I think of here is uh, I think of uh, Sean Payton back when uh, what was it the headhunters they used with the Saints Bounty Gate. Bounty Gate. Uh, They weren't the same team after they won the Super Bowl without their head coach. I mean, they were good, but they weren't as good. So, I mean, without your captain up there making the play calls or bringing in the swag, the confidence, it's Sometimes that's contagious. Uh, just no, having that one that who is confident comes in. Hey, this is our play. This is going to work. We're going to take it here. Tatum's going to get it over here, and this is going to work. This is what we're doing on defense. You're going to lock them up, and this is how we're going to do it. You got somebody else come in there and says, "All right, guys, this is the play I designed, and I think it's going to work for us." You get a little doubtful. You get a little iffy in there, and it just it don't work the same. No, you need that alpha. You definitely need that alpha. But you know, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people will throw this lazy trash take out here and say, "Yo, these players, they don't need coaches." Look at LeBron. LeBron, and you look, he, he took, he took uh, Joe, Jim, and Bob to the finals. Okay, so which one? <laughs> Where do you get those names from? <laughs> I don't know. Some random names, right? It's just names. <laughs> it's like, those, wait, were, those were the widest names, too. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Jim, and Bob. Those are just generic names. It don't got a color to it, bro. But it's just, yeah, it's just I mean, like, really? Nah, man. I don't know any Bobs that are not white. Couple, I know a couple of Roberts, man. For sure. Well, I mean, Roberts, but Bob? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the difference. It's the same thing. But yeah, like I said, man, <laughs> we get off topic. But <laughs> it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a situation they're gonna have to figure out mm-hmm. over there. At the end of the day, and it's it's sad. Joe, Jim, and Bob. It's gonna be an interesting year. Joe, Jim, and Bob. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, see, uh, honestly, we didn't really get to talk about the 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 Sarvis situation oh my either. Goodness. I'm sorry. Uh, I thought we did last just week. Didn't ran we? out of the end zone, or did we not? No, nah, we didn't really get to talk about it. 
Uh, if you guys have any thoughts on that, you know, I have a couple thoughts, but what's your thoughts on the situation now? It's looking like he's, he wants to sell the team, which obviously he's going to get pressured into doing. This is the, this is the new era that we're in. Um, you know, you're going oh, to get bullied by the media. So is that what you said? Okay. I'm yeah, sorry. Sons, I, yeah. I was watching the football game. Jimmy G just ran out of the back of the end zone. Sar- Sarver, Sarver got suspended for a year. For a year. Yep. And that's and that's you know where I want to go with it because let's go back to eight years ago. Los Angeles Clippers had the owner Donald Sterling, and this yeah, is right. like yep. um, this was like I think I want to say that was Adam Silver's first year as commissioner. I think David Stern had just left, and now Silver was stepping in. So obviously the situation happened with Donald Sterling. You know he had a he had a mistress. Um, a phone call leaked out, you know, basically saying like, or he was basically asking his mistress, why are you hanging around black people? Why are you bringing black people to my games? This and this and this and that. So obviously that came out and that was really like Adam Silver's first test as far as like what he was going to do with that situation. And I'll be real. Like he, he surprised me when he banned her for life. Like I didn't expect it to be that. What I didn't know at the time. I didn't know at the time. Like I mean, I mean, I I'm not mad at it, bro. I'm not mad at it. That's his first. That's his first big situation. Of course, you got to ban him, bro. You never know. That's his first. No, what, bro? He would have got. It would have been. I didn't the first. His first. I didn't know for life. I didn't know. I mean, look. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with it. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not mad. I'm just saying, like, he had to do it though. There was no hesitation. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But PR perspective, you know, they would have got obliterated. Hmm. No, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with that. So now let's backtrack to what's going on right now with Robert Sarver. So, in my opinion, this, yeah. So, that, in my opinion, this is a lot worse than, than the Donald Sterling. I mean, obviously both, obviously both situations are bad. I'm not saying that you know the Donald Sterling situation is not bad, but when you talk about Robert Sarver, has been 15 plus years of racism, sexual um, allegations and everything, sexual remarks towards employees. There was even a story that came out last year. Um, I think it was like 2014, 15-ish when uh, LaMarcus Aldridge was a free agent. And apparently the Suns were trying to sign LaMarcus Aldridge. And I can't remember exactly what happened in the story, but it was apparently some like really, it was apparently a really bad situation. So like I mentioned, this is 15 plus years of a lot of things from Robert Sarver, and it's kind of ironic how Chris Paul just keeps end, just keep ending up on these teams. It's crazy, but we're getting off topic with that. But I don't, I don't understand. Like you know, I don't understand like the year suspension for Robert Sarver when Donald Sterling got a lifetime ban, and like like I said, in my situation, the Robert Sarver situation is a lot worse in my opinion than the Donald Sterling situation. That's just my opinion. I've, I've seen I've seen multiple opinions on Twitter saying that saying that Silver couldn't ban him for life because of this and that, this and that. And I'm like, well, what made it so easy? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if like certain certain things have changed because I, I get it. It was eight years ago, but that man does not deserve to be around an NBA franchise whatsoever. I know that he's selling the team, but or or both teams, the Mercury and the Suns, but. Yeah. That man should have got. That man should have. He should have probably got banned for life, in my opinion. 
Yeah, the reason why the reason why um, I agree with you, I agree with you definitely. If you're gonna do one for one owner, I, I uh, well, I don't want to say one one for the set because every situation is different. Um, right. I'm like feeling that. I'm paraphrasing here. It's different when the money's involved. This is Logan. Shout out, Vic. What's good, bro? When you're the owner, of course. Yeah. When you're the owner, obviously, the boss of Adam Silver is Robert Sarver. So, you know, what risky line? The, the owners are gonna have wow. to come together. And I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. The commit. Yeah, the commissioner, the commissioner works for the commissioner owner. is the spoke spokesperson of the owner of the owners for any yeah, league. Yeah. For any league, yeah. So. He's not he's not this like, you know, median judge of between the players and the I mean, obviously that's an ideal world. And if you want your business to work, obviously you have to have that type of relationship between employee and employer if you yeah. want to have a successful business. But yeah, at the end of the day, he listens to whatever the owners say. So it's gonna be the owners are gonna to have to force him to get up out of there. And that's what they wanted with Sterling. The re- like I said, bro. Like I'm not. Was I supposed? To, are we supposed to congratulate him for for, for banning Donald Sterling? Like that's the most obvious thing you had to do, and that's no, your first. Uh, that's your first stint. That's your first stint as a commissioner. You had to do it. You had to do it. Now you're here eight years later. It's a little different, and the owners wanted it because again they weren't a fan of of that. Nobody liked him uh, amongst the owners. They weren't fans of his. He has Robert Sarver. Not the same situation. He has some friends that are owners that maybe your favorite owner might be a friend of Robert Sarver facts. So Street it's a little crazy. different. It's a little different now. It's a little different now when you do these investigations I mean, in a way, it's almost political. Like who's your friend? Sure. Like, sure. Yeah. It's all about who you know. And when you're at the top, mm-hmm. you can make all those type of moves because you have that power. So yeah, the situation is very different. I agree. Um, you could definitely argue the Robert Sarver situation is very, is definitely worse because you're creating a toxic environment. And that's now I could see why the Suns were so dirt for the last 20 years after Nash left, or the last decade after Nash left until they got CP3 and started to figure it out now, like two years later, two years ago. But before that, they were poverty. We were talking about Devin Booker getting up out of there multiple years. Honestly, as soon as he dropped 71, we was like, yo, he's, he's not going to do nothing with this squad. But now he they figured it out. Good for them. And then for me, too, it's like, if I know, if, if I know that's my employer, I'm not going to work there. I'm dipping. I'm out of there. These people, they still pulled up. They joined there. They've got a check. They let him sign his checks and all that. I get it. Situations is different, but can't just come out. And then then now, now that it came out, you want to start crying and talking about, oh, he did this, he did that. But you were still taking a check from him, bro. So if you still had that type of integrity, you would have did, you know? But, again, he's going to sell the team. He's going to get pressured to sell the team, of course. Again, this is a PR world we live in. It's all about it's all about appeasing the people that put the, the dollars to the product. And they're going to get him out of there. They're gonna bring in Bezos, or uh, <laughs> probably Be- yeah, Bezos probably gonna have an NFL team and an NBA team by 2023. You could book that. The guys like Iron Man, so he's gonna have a team, and they're gonna move on. They're gonna move on from this, and they're gonna move on from Sarver, and that's it. That's what you do with these owners: sell a team, get your get your get your three bill, and just cool out on the island. Is is that really a, is that really an L? That's what's even crazy. Like <laughs> taking no L's like, in this. You get to sell a team for yeah. three bill, chill on the island. Oh, you don't have you don't have you, people hitting you up on social media. Wow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he cares about that. Like, okay, I mean, obviously what he did is wrong, but like in his head, he's sitting here thinking, okay, I sell the team, I make even more money, and I retire. 
Like it's stress free even now. Like, and the and the team is much more valuable than what it was three years ago. Because like I yeah, just said, it's worth more. Yeah. So he so I mean like he's not yeah he lost he doesn't have to own the team anymore and obviously that's a I mean that's a goal of mine is to own the team that's that's fire bro that's why we all play two K and play the league because we want to be our owner type one day so that's one of the gifts that you have and you took advantage of it by doing have creating a toxic environment in your organization. So you, again, same thing with the Udoka thing. You deserve the consequences of what you do. And and it's time for him to dip. That's it. Truth. 100% facts right there. That's what we bring here at CTB, man. That's I mean, okay. I can't even, I can't transition, transition into anything after that. Like, I mean. Drop the mic. Absolutely. Episode done. Bam. And now we'll go ahead and transition on over. I mean, yeah. You guys said it in a whole nutshell. There's no way I could say anything better than what you all just said. Uh, both of y'all make great points on that. But we are getting up to almost an hour here. We're up to almost 50 minutes now. Are we ready to kind of transition on into the division and see where we're let's going on there hoops, now? Bro. Let's talk to yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's all, this, all this other crap. Yeah, I mean, listen, guys. We, we are talking get... hoops, but. Yes. Yeah, we got we are, but. Phrases. We got to yeah, cover all true. phases of the game. We got to show the people how, how multifaceted we are when it comes to talking about this game. Not just the X's and O's, but also the news. That's what we bring to the table here with, with everybody. Yeah, I, I, let me. I want to back up one thing. Do you think Chris Paul did help bring this to a head a little bit? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I don't play know. the fact. I, I think it. Just, I mean, it possibly you said what? 15 years? Nobody said nothing for 15. Nash was there. Yeah, because I mean, what's up with that? Nash was there. Nash never said nothing. So what's good? Not a word this, from Nash. Not a word from even, Grant Hill. I mean, not a word really. from none of these players. That Amari. I know. I think. I think one. I think Phoenix. one player said something. I think Matt Barnes might have said something. Was Was Barkley there then? No. 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 Barkley. Barkley's like in the nineties. He was on TNT by then. Yeah, he was on TNT. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm old. I kind of forget what 15 years yeah, ago. I mean, I'm not really, I'm not really hearing nothing from a lot of these players that that were asked that were. Under, so I'm, I heard, I heard players talk about Sterling, Baron Davis, right. uh, the Knuckleheads, Q Rich, and Darius Ma. They were talking about. They were. You know, it's crazy. Players. Like they actually stopped Kobe from going to LA because I think after Shaq had left, they were they were looking to trade Kobe to LA, but they stopped him from going to um, to the Clippers. To the Clippers because of uh, Donald Sterling. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Smart, great man. Speaking Somebody of Kobe, <clears throat> one more one more topic before we get into basketball. Let's Have you it. all seen the uh, Kobe documentary that they're coming out with? Oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. This you talking about the uh, you talking about the Team USA one? I, yeah, uh, they're showing clips now where he said, first play, I'm going straight to uh, Gasol's to chest." And how they're yeah, like I'm ready. I'm, now I'm, I'm ready. not trying to make this about LeBron. But you could see a separation of the two, even the way they talked about like Kobe mentality. Like you always hear it, but like that is a man with that kind of attitude. And then you see LeBron's like, wow, I can't believe he's doing this. Like, hold up, he's the best. Like, you know, in my head, I even sit there thinking, listen, because I've not been a big Kobe fan my whole life. Like, I, I never really liked Kobe as a, a, a fan, like, I always respect, but not a fan favorite. And then just watching that, I was like, wow, like, Listening to you talk just about Kobe almost makes me see Kobe surpassing you in just the way that he's ready to play this game now. So like I'm pumped to kind of see a different side that I never really dived into much on Kobe that much because I never liked the whole not passing guy. That's that that's 
Jason Kidd's my favorite player. I love that. So that's just me. Fa- fan the, co- the Kobe, the Kobe no pass narrative is is the worst thing ever. Like I'm, I'm sorry. Well, like it's so bad. Well, what I'm saying is, like, I mean, it was his mentality was a scoring mentality. So that's totally well, fine. It's yes, just, it's not my cup of tea of a favorite player. Like if I play ball, I need that player on my team to score for me because I got to pass it to him. But, like, I would rather watch Jason Kidd any day of the week just to see what he comes up with because that's my style. So I'm not saying that I don't like Kobe. I'm just saying I never watched him play much deep to see much about him because I would rather watch a passer. No, I agree. I I'm, I agree with everything you're saying, man. I listen, everybody has – it's just like art. Everybody has a favorite right. artist. It's just like music. Everybody has a favorite musician. And that's exactly what basketball is. You have a favorite style. Jason Floyd Kidd pushed it. Yeah, Lloyd, Lloyd's a legend. No, shout out and shout out New York. Facts. And Absolutely. everybody, everybody has a everybody has a different style. And this and this is and I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's just transitioned to something I was thinking about too throughout the week. So I'm glad you you brought this up. Okay, yeah, go discussion. This is and that cool, but at the end of the day, if you really look at it, yes, the, obviously the errors are different. We talk about that. We say this all the time. The errors are different and. You look at the averages, it's it's really just it's what three points, two rebounds, two assists from a difference between Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron. So we're we're really we're really oh, okay. nit, we're really nitpicking when we do this, you know, type of situation. Statistically. Yeah. So like when we say like, yeah, LeBron just has a, a passing mentality. He could go average mm-hmm. 30 if he wanted to, just like those guys. He just has oh, yeah. a he just has a passing mentality. And this is what I'm saying. Everybody has a different style. That's what that's what that's what makes LeBron special is because he's different than Jordan. He's not going to be even, the same. And Kobe was different than Jordan too. People want to call him a whatever Jordan clone. He was completely different than Jordan too. Preach, preach, CJ, preach. Oh my god. Even LeBron Cleveland yeah. 1.0 was more of a passer than he is now. Like he's more of a scorer now and then pass if he needs to when the help comes or anything like that. So I even say as as LeBron's went on in his career, he's not nearly as much of a passer as he used to be. Well, yeah, and, and uh, also, you know, that record, trying to get trying to get to that career. He's he trying to get to points, too. We yes, know that. Yes, but uh, there that's, was, a, that's a legend. No, like, I, if, I, I, just, fired up today. I just don't understand, like, how you don't have this man top three, bro. This man's about to pass <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar all Bro. time in scoring. I like how you said what? three, not two. I like Do that. you know what other what? narrative makes me upset? You want to know what other narrative makes you upset? Is that people say, like, I've heard people so many times say that LeBron is not a scorer. What are you watching, bro? What uh, are you watching? Like, it's just not, how can, you know what it is? How can you be, like, this close to being the number one all-time scorer in NBA history, but you are not a scorer? If, I, I don't understand it. LeBron. They just heard someone else say it, and they're repeating. They have no it's, idea what they're talking about. It's because his style of scoring is very uh, – it's not like Kobe and Jordan in that. It's more finesse. His is more power with finesse. So some, that's why people – that's why you see Gilbert Arenas throwing shots at Giannis, which is blasphemy. Oh, like, my God. We're, we're, we can talk about that next – we can talk about that Yeah, next I'm about to say, yeah. We're but, not going to get to that uh, now because I definitely yeah, got yeah, some I, things to yeah. say. But I just want—I just want to say this: LeBron's scoring style is different. Kobe did the fadeaways. Jordan did the fadeaway. The, the shimmy, shimmy—you know, uh, uh, regardless of the shoulder. Coco was. Yeah, and then, you oh, know, sorry. it was—it was, you know, it was fire to watch. It was—it was an art that a lot of people gravitated towards. LeBron just set the screen. Let me get the mismatch. Bang time. 
And if they collapse, like Michael said, we're kicking it out to the shooters. So, you know, it's different. It's different. Different style, different era. If Jordan played in this era, he's probably he's averaging 30-point triple-double. I promise you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, no not, not, not even. 100%. Not, not even a discussion, 30-point triple-double for multiple seasons, probably his whole career. But see what Westbrook is doing? He would do the exact same thing, but better defensively. <laughs> and could shoot the three. And could shoot like- the three. You got you got to think as well though, like the Jordan's like at least in like five of his first seven years, Jordan averaged at least twenty eight a game, at least. Yeah, I was All playing. The, I was playing the Jordan Challenge, and I, and you had to you play you had to be Jordan in North Carolina. Yo, that pain was so clogged. Oh my god, <laughs> there was no there was no three point there was no three point line in college back. I mean, mm-hmm. it started in nineteen eighty, but I, don't, I didn't have it in college back then. So no, I'm like, and still, it wasn't really a thing. Like it was there, but like, yeah, you, you still like, didn't oh, shoot it that much. Yeah, look at this line. I'm still gonna shoot yeah. it inside of it. I'm not shooting, yeah. that, which is insane to think about. Percentage. That's Percentage insane wise. to think about, bro. Like, yeah, I'm not shooting out here. Nah, I'm good. I'm. We're gonna shoot in the twos for two decades. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, but but yeah, you wish there was. Uh, yo, I was going to the paint. It was just slashing, bro. When I was playing, when I was playing Jordan, in North Carolina. So just imagine if you played in that spacing today. 30, 30, 50, 60 point triple doubles. And there's <laughs> there's people talking about like that Jordan couldn't do that because of the bigs that they have now, as athletic as they are, that could help on the defense weak side. I'm like, Jordan still like, I mean, did you not see him dunking on like uh Patrick Ewing, dunking on Dikembe? Like, do you think like what he's these big point doesn't, he's a soft. That point doesn't even make anybody saying, that says I'm, I'm that. Not gonna go that far. And that's an NBA player saying it. It's, it's, it don't matter. Listen, if somebody makes that statement, it's lazy because Jordan was dropped. Like, like I just said, bro, there was no spacing back then when Jordan was playing. So everything was in the paint. He had to find ways to score in the paint with three, four people in there, including his teammates in the paint. What? <laughs> and it was just today. I sit there and watched it in awe. And, of course, it's a highlight. Of Jordan, hey, it looked like he jumped past the big block. Went up in the air, faked it here, and then still on the way down, shot the reverse on the opposite side. And you're like, that's probably an eight foot like distance that he just traveled in the air and shot it to the other side with a congested paint. If he only had one person there, like that's right. a piece of cake. And he flour- he flourished in a big man era. Yeah, at so, what, six so five, pe- six six, I think he was. Yeah, so so people are saying that's like, oh, he can't like he would. It would be so easy for him today. Oh, this is Reed. Oh, you got to collapse on me because you know I'm a slasher the basket. Oh, here you go, shooter Kerr. Kukoc should probably be one of the great. Would be right up there in terms of three point shooting. Kerr obviously numbers would be much inflated had he Kerr played. Kerr would be in like era. a uh, Clay Thompson, right? Clay, maybe not defensively, <laughs> but yeah, maybe like a Steve. Like I don't know. I don't know who's gonna be like, but he's a knockdown shooter. We'll just say JJ Redick for the time being. Right. Redick, yeah, Redick is cool, and that's who he'd be, man. So yeah, everybody has different styles, different ways they score. And that's why we love the game. That's that was right. my overall point. But hey, y'all, like this. But before we get into our main topic, just like one, that's like one more topic. I want, I want, I want to get back into the. Uh, I want to get, <laughs> I want to get back into the Team USA doc, the uh, the clip where Kobe goes into uh, Powell's chest, and you know he mentioned that he runs into Powell's chest. The reason why I get so fired up is because if you remember, the Lakers had just lost to the Celtics in that year, and Powell was getting obliterated by. Garnett, Kendrick Perkins, like you mentioned it. So 
that that moment right there was kind of like a message being sent to Powell. Like as far as like you know, what I'm saying like you got to get stronger, you got to get tougher. Because I mean, we got to. I mean, Powell Powell was a great player, and that's why I like you know when Andrew Bynum was with the team. You know that they they slid him to the four because Powell mm-hmm. is not a banger like his brother Marcus. Like so, yeah, he's a finesse player. You know, he's really talented with the ball. You know, he can handle the rock. You know, he can pass. You know, he can knock down mid range shots. So. That wasn't that wasn't necessarily Powell's game, but he still had to get a little bit of an edge to him. So that's why I like that clip so much because Kobe was just really trying to send a message to him, saying that you know next year we gotta get stronger and we gotta get tougher. Powell, one of the most underrated sidekicks in NBA history. Facts, facts. He did in those three years uh, with the Lakers when they when they went back to back. Absolutely phenomenal. I know he was good at Memphis slash Vancouver, but when when you go to the big stage, you play for the Lakers. It's a different deal. When you go play for the Lakers, man, it's a different scenario, different type of vibe, and he lived up to it. He's going to get that statue of power him. We actually found out, too, that George Mikan is going to also get his jersey retired. We had talked about that during the finals. We was doing our pre-watch parties, um, so that was good to hear as well. That reminded me of that. But, yeah, man, let's get into the Central Division, man. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, We're let's, about an hour in. <laughs> and great. the show now starts. No, it's great NBA, great NBA talk, man. Great yeah. NBA talk. Did y'all know that during the offseason that, like, uh, Powell would actually be, like, a doctor back in his home country? Like, he had mm-hmm. his doctorate. I mean, that's awesome. Veteran area, yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. No, no, yeah. I think like, he actually did surgeries and stuff on humans. Like, not just Oh, did that. he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, he, that's what's up. Yeah. So – We'll start off with Milwaukee Bucks started or finished last season 51-31. Of course, they had some injuries throughout the year. Uh, didn't finish the season full strong. Uh, Chris Middleton didn't finish or didn't play in the playoffs when they got bounced. Uh, Drew Holiday now probably one of the more overrated person a little bit compared to beginning of his career underrated. So need to find it in the middle there. Of course, now they actually said on NBA.com, CJ doesn't agree with me. I want to get into that just a little bit Let's more. That's, that. uh, it's a lead into that. But, like, and, hey, uh, Drew Holiday is probably the most going, underrated going. player, underrated player in his whole career. But now right. that he's with the Bucks, I kind of feel like they are saying he's much more higher. Like, what I'm kind of getting at, like, they really missed Chris Middleton last year because I was high on uh, Drew Holiday when they won it. I, I really felt like he was going to be their two guy instead of the three guy. So, even I think I build him up a little bit more. Maybe he was Batgirl when uh, Chris Middleton is Robin, you know, the third person in that unit. So I don't know. I want to get into that and see a little bit more. But Chris Middleton already now is not going to be starting the season on the roster or full strength. We'll be missing some time. Don't know how long that will be. What are we thinking? We'll start with you, uh, CJ. How do you think this team's going to finish in the division? Not the Eastern Conference or Eastern, but just to the division. Yeah, I think, well. I think it'll be much of the same in the division because, again, they have an identity. They know what they want to do defensively. They know who they are offensively in terms of giving Giannis the ball. He's completely special in his ability. He's able to get to the basket. Also creating for others, one of the greatest underrated passers in the NBA we have today. We only just look at the Euro steps and the dunks, but his passing is definitely elite mm-hmm. and it should be talked about more. And, and the Bucks are going to be they're going to be a really good team. They got Joe Ingles coming off the ACL. Hopefully he can stay healthy. He's a knockdown shooter, can defend a little bit. We'll see how much athleticism that he might have lost in that ACL tear. They do really good surgeries now with that. So maybe he, he, he should be good and good to go. They, they re-signed. I mean, they gave an extension to Bob, Bobby Portis, which I think is extremely necessary. He's a big knockdown shooter. He can space the floor. He could be in your small ball lineup. He could be in your closing lineup. Uh, he's, he's a really good young player for them. 
I think he's going to be special for them. And obviously, yeah, Chris Middleton, you got to keep Chris Middleton. He really solidified himself as a really good number two. He was definitely needed in that series against the Celtics. They still fought seven games, but they could have used his shot creation 100%. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, Drew Holiday, I see, what you're, I see what you're saying. I always felt like he was a third option anyway, so I really didn't mm-hmm. view him as any anything like outside of that. I knew he would. You know, yeah, he would have a, a you know a heightened role because Middleton would be gone. I just feel like that's just not his scheme. When he be standing, he, when he's that third option, give you eighteen to twenty-two, and the things that he brings defensively, that makes him an excellent option behind Middleton and and obviously Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I think it's a good team. Boonehose is a really good coach. There were some questions about Boonehose a few years ago, but obviously winning that championship silences all the noise. And I think they're going to be right up there with these top teams, like we talked about with Brooklyn, with Philadelphia. Uh, Boston as well. I still think Boston's going to be with, with despite everything. They're still going to be really good. So yeah, those you know that's those are the cream of the crop right there. And, um, I know you said this division, but we know they're going to you know, they're going to splash through this division. Uh, oh, yeah. We know they have they have Chicago's number. It's a bad matchup for Chicago because Chicago <laughs> they want to. Stay. What happened? You just said splash through them, bro. Like Chicago don't exist. Cleveland right there. Like I, they're going to they're going to they're going to smash they're going to smash through the Chicago because. Chicago has a, a stretch five, and he just has no answers for for Giannis. You put Giannis at the five going up against Vucevic, that's food. Oh yeah, all three, yeah. all three of us, all three is up. All three of us know that. Barb, just yeah. so everyone Barb does know that are listening, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers, Indiana Pacers, and Detroit Pistons are the teams in this division. So just so everyone right. listening and and watching can kind of know who we're talking about are going to be eaten here, basically. So, uh, I mean, sure. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself as far as discussing some of these other teams, just kind of going with you. Indiana, obviously, is rebuilding the crap out of it. Cleveland making some trades. Like I said, we'll get more into that. And then you've got uh, Pistons, who've made leaps and bounds, I think, in the past year to two years. Is Chicago going to be the bottom in this division? No, I don't think it'll be the Pacers. No. I think it'll be the Pacers. Uh, yeah, the Pacers yeah, definitely. The Pacers. Go ahead, CJ. Yeah, Chicago's interesting. Obviously, the Lonzo Ball situation is very alarming for the simple fact that you know I'm a big fan of Lonzo. He's a great player, and I think he has a break. I think his style would have definitely helped the Bulls in the playoffs last year. Him, him advancing the ball before defense is getting their set and their half-court set. You know, it's very difficult. All three of us, you guys know, watching the playoffs, watching these high-pressure games, you know that when when defense is getting their half-court set, it's very difficult to score on. And you have a guy like Lonzo Ball, he could, he could push the pace and get some easy buckets, transition baskets. He was really good at that. And obviously, DeRozan and Levine love to slash. So, I mean, that was unfortunate that he wasn't there for them. Um, and now, we'll, now, now he's getting surgery. I feel like he should have got surgery last year. He should be ready to go now. Very interesting dynamic. That's I don't think it's being talked about between the Chicago Bulls medical staff and, and Lonzo Ball. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, and then, yeah, I feel like Levine should be the number one option in Chicago. That's it. I mean, it can't be the Rose. The Rosen can't come here in the first year and be the number one option. You were there for three years. Can't happen. Can't happen. So he needs to take over. He needs to have a conversation with Demar. Like, yo, bro, let me let me let me see what I could do with with the keys to the to the plane, and let's and let's take us home. And um, I think, you know, he has to stay healthy. He dealt with some knee injuries last year towards the end. And I think the X factor for me on this team is Patrick Williams. We were high on him last year. We thought he was going to have an excellent, um, I think, second year, third year, um, because he does does show some flashes of potential. If he could continue to work on his game and be a versatile Swiss Army knife type player for them, 
they could be they could be good, but I just feel like you know Vucevic. They they are gonna have to trade Vucevic and try to get a better center because he can't protect the rim. He's terrible in the pick and roll. He can't protect the rim. He's a good scorer. He can rebound, solid passer. His shooting is okay, but you don't want your you don't want your center being your best three point shooter when you got Demar Derozan taking mid ranges. Lonzo's a three and D guy, but you don't want your center shooting threes. He needs to get in the trenches and get that money, man. So Wait, are you um, talking about Anthony Davis with the Lakers? Man. No? Like I said, P- PSA, if you six ten and up and you get and you get under five rebounds, you don't deserve to be in the A. Y'all remember where Roy Hubert had uh had zero and zero games with the Pacers? He was like seven three. <laughs> That was one of the saddest performances I have ever seen. Seven one, and you don't get one rebound in in thirty minutes. So you just out there running, bro. <laughs> He's conditioning. That's all it was. Cardio. But uh, Nick, we kind of jumped to the gun. I guess we went into two teams there with uh, CJ with the Bulls and Milwaukee. So back up. And let's hear your side or what's your take on with the Bulls and and yeah. the Bucks together. So I, I'm going to go back to the Bucks because um, I definitely disagree with you, Michael, about being so high on Drew because I, I never felt like Drew was ever really that guy. Like, you know, he, he's definitely not the score that Chris Middleton could be. He's not the closer, especially after we saw what in that game three against Boston. He shot like 11 to 30 in game three, which is just uh, which is just abysmal. Like, first of all, Drew Holiday should never be taking that many damn shots to begin with. And and then you shoot so like inefficiently, bro. Like it was it was it was absolutely insane. But. I think Milwaukee's going to be in good territory this year. Um, you know, having that loss last year, um, hoping to get some more offensive production from other guys because honestly, Giannis was really a one man show for most of that um, that second round series against Boston. They need more out of guys like Pat Connaughton, um, Grayson Allen. They do got uh, Marjan. I, I can't remember. How, I can't remember how to pronounce his last name, but he's going to be a de- he's definitely going to be a good um, a Bo good Champ. piece. Um, Bochamp. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a good piece for the second unit. So. Once Middleton comes back, I mean, it's going to be up and running. They still got one of the best rim protectors in the league in Brooke Lopez and one of the best floor spacers. Um, I think Serge Ibaka had just resigned as well. So if they can use him, oh, God, what's going on, CJ? Oh, we can't hear you. Brooke Lopez, he's all right, man, but he should be better than what he is, in my opinion. I agree. But um, but yeah, I mean, they I think they just signed or, or just re-signed Serge Ibaka, so they can possibly use him, use his minutes. I mean, depending on depending on his um his health. So Milwaukee's definitely Milwaukee definitely has the better chance of running away with this uh, division. I mean, they obviously have the better team, they have the better coach, and this would be another MVP year for Giannis, in my opinion, or another MVP caliber year for Giannis. I'm not gonna say he's gonna win the MVP. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make that pick yet. Yeah, I agree, bro. They need some help on. They need some more depth, definitely. Because when they went up against Boston, even though Boston didn't have great depth, um, but I just feel like they could use another score off the bench. Uh, you know, it could drop that could drop fifteen every once in a while. You never know. He could have one of those eighteen, fifteen, and eighteen point games. Like, oh, where he had fifteen tonight? Yeah, that's good. That's good. They're gonna need him for the playoffs. You need a guy like that, Terrence Ross. It's a great pickup. If they could get a guy like Terrence Ross, a guy that can space the floor, slash, drop 30 if need be, could close for you, hit a big-time shot, that's a really good pickup. They need to start being Milwaukee. I know they got Giannis. They think he's happy. He's happy. 
gotta stay aggressive if you're a small mm-hmm. market team. You have to stay aggressive. Keep him happy. You, keep, you have to keep him exactly. You have to keep him happy, man. Especially since they won one, or since he has won you a know, championship. You already got like, to the promised land. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my thing with them, I, I don't know. I like the team. I think they're going to be great. I, I'm just always hesitant on them because their season stats always are better than I feel like when they get to the playoffs. Uh, Giannis is open court kind of guy going down downhill, can attack off of a rebound, off of a miss, a steal, anything like that, and go with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, if you get in his way, he's just dunking on you. But we know when it gets kind of tournament time, playoff time, that comes more a half-court offense. And, I, of course, they miss Chris Middleton quite a bit this playoffs. We know that. So I don't know how this injury is still lingering over during the offseason where he is going to be missing some time. I say this building up. I mean, I don't think they lose – or that, I don't think they're under 50 wins again. Like I'm going to say they're up probably around 55 by the end of the year. But I do think I worry about them when it comes to playoffs still. I just always will when it comes to Milwaukee. Uh, just their scheme when it comes to playoffs, I, I worry about them a little bit. But they've got a, a ring, so they're good. But uh, now going on to the Bulls. No, no I just want to say one, one last thing. Yeah, that's, a, that's a fair point. I've been saying this for the longest time. I said Giannis needs to play a little bit more in the post. Listen, mm-hmm. I know he I know he could be, he's a really good slasher. And that's a good point that you made because in the playoffs, that's what Toronto did. Um, mm-hmm. That's what some of these other teams did prior to them going and going to the, you know, catch it, capturing that Larry OB. You know, they kind of dropped off, played some zone, you know, kind of plays um, man, man zone a little bit, kind of play close to him, make it seem like they're, they're crowding them and then get back to the shooters and close out. Mm-hmm. So he needs to be in the post a little bit more, be more dominant in the post. One dribble is on his head automatically all day. If he played like that, he would get 50 with ease. Then they'd really have to collapse. And then he's already at a phenomenal playmaker. Again, he's another guy that he should be getting 40-point triple-doubles almost every night. Almost every night. The way he played, if he played in the post, Drew Holiday, drop it down, one dribble. It's who, Who's who's guarding that? <laughs> who's guarding oh, that? I mean, who's really. That? Nobody's guarding that. Because listen, the thing I, because, with him. because when, you, when you're coming down the court and you're dribbling, everybody knows what's going to happen. When you're just it's running great. down the court with the, with the ball, I'm just running down the court. And, yeah, of course it's going to work. You're 6'11", and you have – you have that gift and keep doing it, of course. But you need right. more, you need counter moves. You need counter moves to be successful it's in every every situation. If he added just a quick post game, and it's crazy, Boonehoser played with Duncan. I thought it'd be a perfect, I mean, a coach Duncan, I thought right. it'd be a perfect dynamic. We still haven't seen it as much. But if he if he got in the post, Middleton dropped. Because again, that that would that would kind of mask the lack of off the dribble mid-range stuff that he doesn't do right now mm-hmm. if he's working in the post. So they need to he'll add that to his, his career too. Oh yeah, I think yeah. As he gets older, he'll definitely keep go to his back to the basket. But see, but, but why, why why not work on that now though? Like why? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Still, and I'm not saying do it as a, a, a you know their set offense, just a right. counter move, just a counter move. Because if you're in a post, you have to you have to collapse. Then you it's, it's better spacing for the shooters. But if you're just driving down the court, I could just show and still get back to the shooter easily. Mm-hmm. I could still show a little bit as you're driving to give you an opportunity to react off of something. If you give it out to the shooter that you think is open, I'm gonna just close out and I'm gonna get it. But if you're in the post, you have to sh- the defense is real literally their back is turned to whoever should you they should be in front of because they're looking at they're 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 going crazy in the post. So you got different type of reads on the weak side. You could make your move. Nobody could guard you. 
I don't know what they're doing up there, man. I don't know what they're doing, man. I mean, even if it's not even like uh, I'll say a traditional post, like if it's on the block, you know, back to the post, like it could even be a mid-range post with him. That way he could even still get it, uh, we'll say, at the elbow top of the free throw line or somewhere in that range where you could turn around, triple threat that person, one jab, go the opposite way, one dribble, and just dunk on that person. If the weak guy helps from the corner because that's where that weak guy is going to be on offense, you've got an easy kick out to that person in the in the corner for the three. I mean, it's a one dribble, one move, and Giannis can make that from the three-point line. Just bring it on in a little bit. Even if it's uh, – I mean, I'm just kind of spitballing him with you here. I'd almost like to see him come from the, the block almost in a – Unorthodox pick from a, I'm going to say a down screen from a with guard. him ro- from a guard, but kind of rolling up so he has this momentum where it's almost like he's manipulating a fast break where he hits the ball from the top of the key, come down win with the defense. It's almost easy. just just something easy. that you can change it up a little bit because again, like if he catches it top of the key uh, for a hesitation there where he's got to create, you can back off of him a little bit. I mean, he is getting a little bit of a shot, but. You can almost play mind games with him, cheat at him like you're saying, show double team, and then almost make him create the error himself. So, I mean, there's definitely different ways that they could be manipulating this offense. And we're average Joes here that's coming out here as experts. Like, sign us up, Milwaukee. Like, look at this. We didn't even, like, plan anything. We have no notes. We just already gave you an offense there. Especially if, like, what if uh, they look at, but they just got to do it more. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wonder if you could do like an on the ball screen, like Drew Holiday comes down with the ball and almost does a little handoff to him and sets the pick. So if there's a switch, you have a guard on him anyways, and then it's it's basically going to be a dunk. If they don't switch, it's underneath where he should have the first step up with the ball and should be able to blow right by him anyways off of that little mid ten to fifteen foot pick and roll. I don't know. It's a 40-point triple-doubles. Man, we're going to start our own little uh, AAU team. Nick, what are you bringing to the table? Let's do it, man. CTB AAU squad. I mean, y'all, y'all have basically said everything, man. I, I, was just, <laughs> I was just sitting back, observing. We're talking X's and O's. Yeah. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Yeah, so we got it. Milwaukee has no reason to not, you know, take over the Central Division. They're clearly the best team in, the, um, in this division, in my opinion. They got the best player. So, like, I mean, like, like Michael said before, you know, they'll probably go like around like 55, 27 throughout the season because I do feel like they'll probably sit Giannis for a few games. Obviously, Middleton's um, not starting out for the uh, beginning of the year. So, like I said, I mean, Milwaukee, Milwaukee has no reason to not take over the uh, the Central Division, and they're, they're clearly Absolutely. the best team. Especially that division. Like, I feel leap and bounds over anyone in that division this year. I'm going to say – this year, I'm yeah. strong with that. Now, uh, Nick, did you talk about the Bulls any? Because oh, CJ, like, oh yeah, yeah, persuade him into. Let's the go into Chicago, problem. man. Um, the Alonzo injury sucks. The Alonzo injury sucks, and it really sucks for me because I'm really high on him. He's a great playmaker. You know, really getting everybody involved, and he's one of the best on-ball defenders, in my opinion, in the NBA. They really like like CJ said, they really could have used him in the playoffs. And I was really excited when he when he signed with the Bulls last year. I'm like, we're gonna get some playoff action from Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, man. And we still have not gotten that yet. Hopefully we can possibly get it this year. But 
Lonzo is really a liability because of his injuries, and it sucks because he's such a great player. He's such a great dynamic player, high um high basketball IQ, high um athleticism, but he just can't stay on the floor, and I think that's really going to cost Chicago. Obviously, you know, in my opinion, they will still find a way to make the playoffs just because you still got dynamic scores in Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. And I definitely agree. I definitely agree with you, CJ. Zach Levine needs to be the number one option on this team. I get it. DeMar had an MVP caliber year last year, but he's definitely getting up there in age. And Zach Levine is emerging or he has been emerging over the past few years as as an all-star caliber player. So in my opinion, what what they need to do is just really utilize uh, utilize Zach Levine as the top as as the top scoring option for the team, and as for Vucevic, I love him. You know, great floor spacer, but liability on defense. You got to let him go. Um, in my opinion, um, he's he's practically cooked on that end. I'm just I'm just I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say it like it is. So Chicago is interesting um, because. I have them around like the seven, eight slot in the East, you know, because Lamo <laughs> is funny, but Lamo's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, Chicago is definitely one of the one of the interesting teams because I don't really have them as far as like you know a top five seed in the East. I kind of have them up there in the plans position. I don't know what it is that they need to do. They definitely need to get healthy, and they just need to move some pieces around in order to really, really be like a top contender in the conference. Okay, I'm going to say this, and this may be my bad take, and I apologize. But I'm not – oh, CJ's getting prepared for me on this. Like, okay, let's hear what he's got. Uh, get nervous. I don't think Bulls can be anything with Levine being the guy. Levine has never done anything with any team being the guy. Is he a dunker? Is he a three-point shooter? Like I, I feel like he almost is just a jack of all trades, but a master of none that's is defying of him. And I might be a little strong on that. I, I, as I say it, I feel strong. I would rather see Ball be the number one option on that. Let Lonzo Hill Ball be the number one option. I mean, think about like it. Scoring? Hang on with me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not option wise as scoring, but. Just the offensive leader of that team to set everyone up. You've got Demar who can take anyone to the hole. You've got Levine over there that can take them. I want to see Ball take this next step and say, "Hey, this is what we need to be doing. Let's set them up in the offense, and then let's get you in your right spots." Because me again, Jason Kidd being my guy who I love was the number one options without ever being the scorer. I want to see a Ball take that kind of role because the Nets uh... have nobody. The Nets had yeah, no well, I mean, when he took him. Jason Kidd did kind of develop into an elite scorer, though. I mean, I get it. In his early years, his jump shot was not there, not but least. he definitely developed in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, at least a decent good. score. Like, you know, good score. Good score. Yeah. yeah good like, score. Well, I mean, if the average I mean, around to, 20 plus a game. Yeah. You got, but yeah. To, com, com, to combat that, though, like they're in the NBA, they all are decent scorers. Yeah, but the just, thing, Lonzo like Lonzo's not an offensive threat though. Like he's not looking to shoot. Like he'll I probably agree. take a I minimum agree. like six shots a game. At but least. to bad. me, that's, that's bad. To me, he needs to be averaging close to this triple double, and he should be able to do that. Like to me, if the Bulls are going to have a chance next year, and, and that's why I kind of was earlier saying like, could the Bulls possibly be the last place team in just this division here? which there's still some bottom teams because this Bulls, other teams are making moves forward and the Bulls kind of just stayed the same. And 
Ball's I will agree. The Bulls, league. the Bulls definitely did not upgrade this offseason. I, I definitely yeah. agree with that. And, you know, y'all hate on Vucevic so much, but he's decent. They just need to help defense. him in. Well, not not on defense. I'm oh, sorry. He's no, a good yes. player. He's but, a good player. He's a good player. He's a very good player. But if you're the center, the center, you're the you're the right. last man of the defense. You're the anchor. If you can't right. protect the rim, and he at doesn't a high need level, to be the five. He's the four, right? He, he should four. be a four. He, no, he, but even but even in today's game, you gotta if you're a four, you have to play defense because they'll still I'm come out there and exploit exploit you on pick and roll. Oh, he's the weak but, link. Pick and roll, pick and roll all day, every day. Luke, Luca, whoever, whoever Luca's garden and got Kleber, pick and roll. What? Oh, you're you gonna switch? Gobert was put Ooh. on the island too, who is multi defense player of the year. You but know how I feel about shots. Gobert. You Gobert know how I feel about shots. Go, Gobert, Gobert was put on the island, but not he wasn't in front of the island in terms of guarding somebody. They just put him on a they just put him in a section of the island where he can't succeed like he usually can. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm with you there. Like they actually so, took away his actual good took, on defense. Right, Luce, but, don't have but you got, any. But, but you got to have a certain style to play like that. Now, listen, yeah. if you want if they want to play five out, okay, okay. Patrick Williams gonna have to shoot because I'm sagging off anybody that's guarding Patrick Williams. I'm, I'm sagging right. if I'm from Patrick uh, opponent. I'm sagging off automatically. If he has, if he can shoot, then we could play five out. Then now that's an offense. That's a good offense right there for them. They should do that. Now, here might be a big reach again. Has Dwight Howard signed with anyone yet? I don't think so. He's gonna he's gonna find somewhere. He's gonna find somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Could like he be, could be the spot. Bulls five there? That's a good he spot. Could. That's a good spot for him. So I mean, I mean, I don't know if he's gonna start. I don't know. I mean, listen, I mean, he's still athletic, um, but this is obviously not the same. I mean, late, I don't even know if it's the same Lakers Dwight. Second, second stint right. Lakers Dwight. I don't know if you're getting that right now. Right. I mean, it's still a Purple name. hair Dwight. Yeah, yes, yes. You know, different color hair Dwight now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know if we're getting this, this springy athleticism like we're accustomed to seeing back in the Orlando days. But yeah, it could be a, it could be a good pickup. It could be so, in, in the right minutes. So that's my bad take is I want to see LaMelo Ball take over this team. You mean Lonzo? Lonzo Ball take just, over this team. It's just tough for him to do that when he can't stay on the court. I agree. And, and also, again, I don't believe in Billy Donovan as a head coach. Probably a great guy. Salute to Billy. Probably, probably a really good guy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking basketball. You feel me? But anyway, I'm just talking hoops. Hey, he's, hey, not quick, like, he's not good enough. I gotta figure out why Michael is super high on Lonzo like this. I mean, look, I, I love Lonzo. I'm not. I'm I, not super I, high on him. I just. I've been trying to have a chance. I think that needs to happen because Levine's look, not proved to to lead anyone. I mean, he used to be what a Timber Wolves, and I mean. Not really what? did much. Okay, there. so like, well, here's the thing. I'm 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 gonna read you some stats from his last four seasons. 2018, okay. 19, he averaged around 23 a game. 2019, 2020 season, he averaged 25 and a half a game. 2020, 2021 season, he averaged 27.4 points. And this previous season, he averaged 24 and a half points. So he's I'm not shown he's a bad player. He he can score, but I mean he he's not putting anyone over the promise yeah, land. He said he's saying is Levine a number one option on a championship team? No, because I mean we'd say the same no. like Donovan Mitchell with Utah. Like I mean that he wasn't enough. Yeah. Like I mean he I don't has the Rose proven that either. He's not. We no. saw it already. We yeah. saw it already. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. last year, number, Donovan Mitchell two. or. Uh, DeRozan was MVP caliber for a while, and they still—I mean—they were good for a while. But 
So neither one of those two guys, I don't think, can be the leader. No, nah, and I want to say, um, I said no for Levine, not yet. Let's see. Those are the right words. Those are the right, right. words I'm gonna use for that. I'm not gonna say definitively no, but as we've seen right now, it's a very fair point by Mike. We haven't seen him be like Luca out the gate. Get your team to the to the playoffs first three years of your career. How like, old is Levine? Because I feel like you know, but I know Luca's one on one, but Levine's like twenty five, I think. Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. Yeah, he's still well, young. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's still, still young. young. So I'm putting him a little bit older, and, I, and I'll say that's probably my bad take on that at least that part i feel like he's been in the league for 15 years it seems like it but uh so i mean he's still developed if he's 25 i mean technically he would be what two years out of college if he went for the four years so i mean levine's still learning i mean his body's still not to sound weird on that but it's still developing and learning everything as far as that so i mean levine could I'll, i'll use the word i'm with you on there not yet so maybe ball can take some of that away from him and help him be able to do be the man, yeah, I hope, be, the I hope. One, be the Uno. No, nah, I hope so. It's just, a, it's just for me, it's like he just can't stay on the court. It's so sad. I, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I love it. He's a talented player. I love his style of play. It's something that's rare in today's NBA. You would think there'd be more of it because of the, the type of spacing in terms mm-hmm. of having that Pierre type point guard. It's only but a select few. He's in that class, but he's got to stay on the court. Prayers up. Yep. Prayers up. All right, so let's go on to – I'm going to skip a team. Sorry. We're going to go down to this team. Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way because, you know what, there's just really not too much that I can think of to really say about the Indiana Pacers. 25 and 57. Um, I mean, they made a good trade midseason last year. Uh, Nick, you want to – Really good trade. Uh, really good trade. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk on that? Tyrese Halliburton is a really good trade. Yeah, buddy. He'll need it. So he's not gonna be that long. <laughs> Poor Buddy Hill. I mean, it's a it's a good piece though. It's a good piece to move. It is. Compensation. Yes. So Hill yeah, has probably trade. been traded more than some players have actually played in a game in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Sacramento. I mean, what was he? New Orleans first, and then right. Yeah. Then he got traded to Sacramento in that um, in that Boogie Cousins trade. His next uh, his next stop will be a good team. Finally. Late. His next. Lakers from the Yeah, his next stop, I promise you, will be a good team. He's been on the Kings, the Pelicans, and and the Pacers. His next stop. Hey, you know who could use him? Miami. Sure, sure. One up. Definitely. I mean, really, anybody could use him. Definitely. Especially uh, Gallon going out. Boston could possibly use him too. But what do you think of the Pacers as far as this year, Nick? We'll start with you on this. I mean, I mean, it's not really much to say. I mean, the Pacers are clearly in rebuild mode. Uh, we saw what happened last year. They traded away um, Sabonis, uh, Karis LeVert, you know, and, 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 a, and a good amount of the other players. Surprisingly, Miles Turner is still part of this team, so I don't know if he's going to be on the trade market throughout this year. I definitely feel like, you know, some teams could definitely use his, um, his rent. Well, Chicago could possibly use him for rent protection and everything. So, um <laughs> So, in my opinion, he probably won't be that long. We'll definitely see, you know, what, what goes on with that. But, I mean, the, the main priority for the Pacers should just really build around Tyrese Halliburton. You know, he's a young, dynamic point guard that's on the rise. He's around 22 years old or some or some, something like that. So, that should really be the main focus, man. I mean, you know, just to continue to uh, to build around uh, build around Halliburton. They got guys like uh, Benedict Matherin. I'm really excited to see what he can bring this year for the Pacers mm-hmm. and the other guys as well. So, 
it's really just a rebuild year. Rebuild year. I mean, I don't I don't think people really should really expect much out of the team this year. Yeah, development, creating good habits, uh, steps to making the right identity of a team because you have a young team. You know, you know a lot of those uh, foundational type mindset and things you need to bring to the team when you have a young team. I think you have a guy like Rick Carlisle, who's an experienced head coach, who's been through a lot of situations, high-pressure playoff moments. He's dealt with star players and Luka Doncic and Dirk Nowitzki during his coaching career, so he understands that dynamic. Was a former player, was played with Larry Bird, so he knows all this, the intricacies of the game. So you have a guy like that as a head coach for a young team, I think is a great situation for the Pacers. I agree with Nick. Tyrese Halliburton is a guy you definitely have to build around. That's why you made the move and move Sabonis to Sacramento. You want a guard. Having a point guard in the Eastern Conference is very quintessential in having success. Obviously, any team, but in the East is very necessary. And we'll see who's going to be who's, – we'll, we'll see who becomes the top guard. Um, but I think it'll be – I think Matherin and Dorte could be a really interesting – interesting combination at the wing uh again like i said buddy hill he won't be there he won't be there for long he will be moved to a to a better situation where we'll see if he could flourish on a, a contending type team because right now he's put up some really good numbers but on bad teams so we'll see if he could put up good numbers on great teams which maybe could potentially make him a champion but for the pacers moving tight moving mouse turn is the same thing they just want compensation they want picks they want to stack up picks up there, one of their 1000% in the Wimbenyama sweepstakes. So, uh, yeah, listen, like, 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 not you know, they're not going to win a bunch of games, but it's, I just want to see how they play. And I'm interested to see some of those young players that they have. Mm-hmm. And, um, you can't sleep on you cannot sleep on these teams. I know, like, look at the schedule. Oh, it's the Pacers tonight. You know, we should blow them out by 30. They're coming out, you know, with all the energy in the world. Now you look at halftime, you're down 20, and now you got to be perfect and claw back. So, um, yeah, Pacers, young. I like their talent. They have a you know a, a young player that could be a star down the road. I think they they need a, another Paul George. Is it is it Matherin? We will see. It wasn't Sabonis. Sabonis is really good, but he's not Paul George, and that's why they couldn't mm. get as far as they wanted to go. All the depot really good, not Paul George. So, not Reggie Miller. So until they get that. Again, or Ron Artest. Until they get those guys, those type Not of guys. Not even Danny Granger. <laughs> Danny Granger was good, man. He Danny was. Granger, he Danny was. Granger was good. He was a bucket. He was a bucket. Was it? Was David nice. West then too, right? David West, zero rebound. Hibbert. Yeah, they had a good, they had a good <laughs> roster. <laughs> he said, "I do that in there." <laughs> they had a, they had a good, they had a good roster. But yeah, that's what they need. So is, is it Matherin? Question mark. Is it Halliburton? Question mark. I think it's going to be have to be one more piece in the draft. Could it be Wimbenyama? It doesn't need to be Scoot Henderson. They don't need a guard. Maybe one of the twins. We'll see. If they, I ain't gonna lie. If they get Wimbenyama, Case is making play it next lie. year. They, I'm if sorry. They, if they get Wimbenyama, I'm not talking about <laughs> nothing in the East for the Knicks, bro. I'm chilling, man. I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna just enjoy basketball because they get Wimbenyama, he becomes, you know, who we expect him to become. What are we talking? Like, what are we talking? Him and Giannis for the next five to seven? Are you kidding? Paolo Benchero? What? Oh, my gosh. Great basketball. Great basketball's ahead, man. Not that I'm trying to get her show canceled here or anything, but do you think the NBA would let a player like that go to Indiana? Yeah, of course. Why not? 
The small think market that, is perfect. It's like Tim Duncan on the Spurs, situational wise. Not oh wow, do you Tim think the Duncan. Spurs are the small market? I mean, they're not Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I never would. They're not Dallas or Houston. We just look at You're them right. as bigger because they won the championships. Right. Yeah. Right. That's it. But that's they're still a small market. Send them to Charlotte. Come on. We want them in Charlotte. Send them to Charlotte. I mean, woo. That would be crazy. Amy LaMelo. Yeah. That that fast break is going to be nasty. (laughs) Pick and pop, pick and roll. What? Pick and whatever you want to do. That would be. Send them to Charlotte. Yeah, I'm with that too. I'm with everything. Man, but if if he goes to the Pacers, him and Halliburton is just as lit. That's just as lit Mm -hmm. as LaMelo and Minyama too. It's just as lit. Halliburton is nice. Listen, this division has a nice future. It's gritty. Yeah, they're, it's a gritty type division. You got you got these, you right. got these small market type cities in here: Indiana, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Chicago is not. It's a big market, but their mindset, you know, great. Since, you know what I'm so since we're on the paces, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Since we're on the paces, I'm assuming we're going to go to this next team. That's where I was transitioning. That's where I was All going right. to with that broad future. We definitely, we definitely get into this team here because this, this is sure. my team right here, man. In my opinion, this team is one year away. I don't, I don't, I don't okay. think they'll make a lot of noise this year. But give them some more experience, give them some time to really develop. the The Detroit Pistons will be in the 2024 play-in. You say you, you'll hear it right here. They will be in the play-in at least. K. Cunningham last year, Rookie of the Year um, candidate. That couple looks nice. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, K. Cunningham. It's pretty good, man. This is pretty good. Good, good. K. Cunningham, yeah. Where's that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. K. <laughs> K. Cunningham. We got off track for a second. K. Cunningham was a Rookie of the Year uh, candidate last year, which, you know, p- people are so stupid, man. I, I swear, because, like, Last year in his first game, I think he shot like 32% or something like that. Everybody was calling him a bust. And I'm like, bro, please. Like, come on, y'all. Like, please. Now, all of a sudden, he's almost everyone's favorite rookie. It's insane. But, yes, Kay Cunningham, who is on the, who is on the rise. Now, I am interested to see what will be the future for Killian Hayes with that team. Is he going to be a second-unit point guard for that team? Or are they going to be looking to move him? I don't know. That's still up in the air. <laughs> Get him out of there. <laughs> That's that's definitely still up in the air for the team, but also you got guys like Sadiq Bey who had a fifty point game last year. Great dynamic score. I think he's really underrated in my opinion. Um, too. Isaiah Stewart, like you know, minus minus the whole temper situation with LeBron. Great player. What is it? <laughs> From New Yorker, man. New Yorker, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he is. He is. Rochester, Rochester, New York. Isaiah Stewart. Yes, sir. They don't, but then on top of that, you know, they got a guy like obviously Jaden Ivy, and then they got a guy like Jalen. Well. Yeah, I was waiting for yeah. you to get the Ivy. I was like, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Jaden Ivy's gonna be a nice. We were all piece. high on during the draft. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Jaden Ivy was. <laughs> Jaden Ivy is definitely gonna be a great compliment, in my opinion, next to guys like Kade Sadiq Bay. Then you got a guy like Jalen Duran as well, who I don't know if many people paid attention to him at Memphis, but he was definitely a monster, especially running the pick and roll and being able to be a great rim protector. So he's going to be great for them. Now, is Kemba Walker still technically on the roster? I don't. Yes, I'm actually looking at it right now at ESPN.com. Is he, he is on the roster. Now, I 
I'm kind of surprised he's still there. I don't know if they're going to use him. They're probably not going to use him because I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think there's really no use for Kemba at this point. It's sad at the end of the day, but you know, at, at this point, it is what it is. Um, same thing with a guy like Nerlens Noel. I think. I don't know. I mean, I guess he could be a great veteran presence for that team. You know, being a um, good rim protector. Ooh, they just they just traded for um, Bogdanovich from Utah. That's going to be a great addition yeah. as well. So I forgot Marvin Bagley the third too. Oh yeah, I forgot he about him. Played. Forgot he about really him. Well for them in the second half of the season after that trade. I for, I just, oh yeah, I just he needed to get. Yeah, go now. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. Oh no, no, no. I mean, you definitely hit the point right there. I mean Bagley, <laughs> which I mean Bagley. I mean it's it's definitely good to see Bagley, you know, playing well because he's definitely got a lot of slack over the past few years, especially in Sacramento. So I guess being in Detroit is the perfect fit. And then on top of that, to like to put the cherry on the top you got Dwayne Casey as your head coach who has shown you know to be a great coach you know definitely led, led the Raptors to a lot of playoff success so like I said this team is just one year away in my opinion you know I think this year is going to be a lot of experimenting you know really getting a lot of the like or gaining more development and of course you know having an experience of competing at the um, highest level but next year I think they'll be off to the races and listen I'm even on like I said ESPN like looking at the salaries and stuff I mean uh, Marvin, uh, Marvin's making twelve five. He's making okay. Bog, Bogdanovich is making nineteen mil. Everyone else is ten thousand, ten million or below. And by that, there's only two in ten million. That's Alec Burks and Cade Cunningham. Oh man, I forgot about Alec Burks. Yeah, so I mean, everyone on this team is like cheap too. So I mean, they're young. I mean, there's Kevin Knox who didn't pan out, who possibly you could say, hey, come here, let's have a fresh start, try to see if we can develop you now. You've try to got, be a uh, find, find a role. Yeah, find, uh, yeah. Uh, even so, uh, see here, uh, Jalen Duran. Why do I know that name? He's from Memphis. Memphis. Uh, Memphis. Alongside uh, Imani Bates and those, those guys. Yes, yes. So, I mean, this, I mean, this team – I'm going to use the word that, again, my coach in high school hated to say because it meant you wasn't nothing yet, but it has potential, which means mm. you're nothing yet. But, yeah, there's tons of potential. But here's the thing. like Looking at the lineup, and, again, we've said this, you know, uh, 23 and 59 last year, they probably will be better than that this year. But I think the more we know about this team is going to be from practices. Like who is going to be – the alpha that steps up and say, Hey, this is how we want to do this stuff. Like who's going to be the leaders. Uh, what young group uh, of these guys are like, you know, the Bay, are we going to have Stewart chasing LeBron, you know, that kind of attitude with these younger guys. Hey, the dog mentality, which I hate to even say, but we've got to see how this team molds into mentally and physically as they move forward. But yeah, this business team are, are, one or two years a step away from being a, a powerhouse, I'll even say, or or I'm going to use this word a little, little lot, but a, a dynasty possibly. Oh, whoa, whoa, big, big terms I mean, using right now. I mean, there's Di- a chance. Yes. There's a chance. You no, all, I'm, just I mean, I'm just trolling with you, bro. I'm just trolling. I agree. I, I, I agree with, I how about know. how about I go this route? How about I go this I'm route? I'm telling you, I think. I think y'all are going to be very surprised when I say it. I say this in five years. I say the Pistons will be better than the Pelicans. In five years, and at, at least five years. What they just signed CJ for for five years? Was it five years? I think it was like an extended yeah. two years, I believe. 
Which I mean, CJ's getting up there in age though, so it's like I don't I don't even know if he'll even still be a part of the roster. That could be that could be possible. That could yeah. be possible. I could see I mean, that. Zion may not even be a Pelican in five years. Wait, he just signed five years, didn't he? Yeah, that don't mean, I don't mean, I mean yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, if you're a Piston fan right now, you have to be very you're excited. Happy. Yes, you have to be very excited if you're a Detroit Piston fan right now. They've been through some through some dog years. They've been through some down years over these last days. They tried to do the Blake Drummond thing. Just didn't work out. Both of those guys was a bad match. Two inside bigs. One can't space the floor. Bad math. Um, so then, yeah. you know, they were, lo- they were losing some games. They were losing games. And and now things are starting. Things are starting because I'm I'm happy for the Pistons because honestly I was a big, I'm a big fan of those Pistons that those Pistons teams back in the day mm-hmm. with the Larry Brown. The Pistons have a better chance of the 2032 playoffs than this in the next three seasons. I really advise you, bro, do your homework on the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Bro. They have some some nice. They have some nice young players. Uh, again, like Nick talked about, he really broke it down. Did a great job, bro. And and Kay Cunningham is it's a start. It's a start. I think before we start talking about dynastic and things like that, first thing we have to they have to establish. Who's who's the guy? I think mm-hmm. we all can assume it's gonna be Cade, right? Who's the next mm-hmm. guy? I think the next guy is Ivy. I I agree. I okay. agree. hundred percent. Okay, okay. We're on the same can, page. Can, can same you just page. say it like that again, though? Who do you think it is again? <laughs> I think the next guy for the Pistons' second option is Ivy. Okay. Well, you said a little different, but okay. So, uh, different, <laughs> hey, I mean, listen. CJ's coming with some personality on this show, guys. I'm just telling you, y'all got to bring it. We got to bring it. But yeah, and then and then then Bay, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. uh, and honestly, it it could become a great situation from there on because you could go Marvin Backley the third. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you bring it in Bondana, but you're trying to win now. Yeah, that's how I see it. I feel like so they, me... I feel like they think they could they could get to the play in. This year, that's what they think. When you bring in a guy that's like Bogdanovich, who's been to the playoffs with on the Pacers, on the Jazz these last few seasons, we're like they're 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 looking Troy Weaver. Those guys, they're like, okay, we could we could get there. Now we could be present and future greatness today. And again, like I said, if you're a Piston fan right now, you and like Michael made a great point. All those guys are on small contracts. You're not paying an absurd amount of money for them right now. And even when that situation presents itself and if they do live up to the expectations that we're bringing up right now, all of those guys deserve every penny. You better go over the luxury tax and pay every single one of those guys because they deserve it. If you bring something like that to Detroit again. So, and that, and then, and that's, and that's just a factor. That's just a factor, bro. So I think that's how that's the hierarchy right there for the Pistons in terms of scoring and, and importance. And, um, I'm excited for this team. I'm excited to watch them. They have some really quality players, Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel. Now they're not, you're not, they're not the fourth, fifth guy on a Knicks team. They're seven, eight who could drop in 10, 12, block mm-hmm. a shot in a high pressure situation because they've been there. They're not asking them, you're not asking them to do as much. It's a different scenario. What's up, bro? No, I'm, I'm just thinking, man, these rotations, this, oh. this team's deep. Yeah. The team's deep, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I'm, That's I'm, what I'm saying. They're ready, to, because, they're ready to go right now. Because, like, you know, you're away. But that's the thing because most teams, like you know, your rotation is like minimum eight guys. So it's like you know, but the Pistons have way more than that. So it's like there's a lot of guys that may not get minutes. A <laughs> lot. It's crazy. Not yeah. I made a point about Killian A's brother. Yeah. Might be clip. I mean, it might be clip for him on the Pistons. You no, know saying he can't get his at least, yeah. somewhere else. 
Uh, but when you bring in Ivy, I pretty much saying, bro, you know what? But listen, if I'm him, I'm locking in on my role. That's going to keep you in the NBA. Don't, oh, man, they drafted me seventh in 2020. I was supposed to be the starting point guard. I was supposed to be the guy for the Pistons. It was supposed to be me and Cade. We were supposed to be the big two. Now I'm on the bench. Nah, you know what? Let me lock in in my role. You don't know what can happen down the road. Oh, yeah. Right. Man, he's, he's, only, he's only 21. Oh, man. Look, look and that's the thing, though, because Killian, yeah. Killian, is, Killian is really talented, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're not going to yeah, take yeah, anything yeah, away from sure. this game. So, like, you know, this situation now in Detroit, he could possibly in the future possibly land a starting role for another team. So you just never know. I'm trying to look here. Uh, I think Bog has one more year on his contract, too. I think if I'm reading that right. I think he's through 2023. So it would be this year and next year I think he has on that contract. I could be reading it wrong. You said said that's for – for Bogdanovich, I think because oh, you know you're talking about that's win now. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's this year and next year, which would make sense to me to get him for two years if you were to do it. They uh, are ready to go. I'm telling you, yeah, I, I think and that's a good pickup too because that's leadership too. And where, All right, where, so where like, did Troy Weaver come from? OKC, and yeah. you saw how they drafted mm-hmm. KD, Westbrook, Harden, Abak, all those guys that we talk about. Um, so he knows what he's doing, and I think I think there if Cade's on hit, hitting on all cylinders, Ivy, woo, just had Bay drop fifty in a game. It could get scary. So, so let's get into Bay because this is this is interesting because I mean we we're both on the same page here. Cade's going to be your number one option, and then of course it's going to be Jada Ivy. Those guys are definitely talented enough to to be able to lead you, in my opinion. So. Where does that leave Sadiq Bay? Because even last year, I mean, in my opinion, he's more of a spot up shooter. Not saying that he can't create his own shot, but I feel like that's that's really like you know his primary thing. Yeah, so that's, so so, uh, so that's what I was going to ask you though. Like you know, like obviously his role is not going to be what it was a year ago. So would that possibly you know change the dynamic of the offense? Like, what do you think? So he's going to be a hybrid three and D wing. So yeah, he could be your spot up like you're talking about, but it, but in certain situations, say if somebody's out, say if somebody's in foul trouble, he could be that shot creator on top of being a spot up. Facts. Like a Middleton, like a Middleton type. He reminds me of a younger version of Chris Middleton. I definitely see those comparisons. Six eight can defend, but his primary goal should be yes, knocking down shots, but taking away the opposing team's best player defensively if he's asked for that task. Who's and, Golden um, State or uh, yeah, Golden State's uh all star this year. Cannot think of it. Andrew Wiggins. He could be Andrew just Wiggins. Like that. Okay. Yeah. He, that's yeah. He, he could be Wiggins. And that's the thing with this lineup, too. From point guard to center, six five and up. Versatility. We could switch on everything. <sighs> Who does that remind you of? The Celtics. That's a fact. Oh my God. I can't wait for this season, dog. I'm so ready. Team. They could be scary. I'm telling you, they have. Their potential. You got six six and Cade, six five and Ivy, Bay six eight, Marvin Bagley six six nine six ten, Bogdanovich is six eight, Isaiah Stewart is six nine, Duran, Noel, all those guys are six eleven and up. Man, I, I'm really happy for Dwayne Casey. Man, he 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 went through it and struggled for those first couple years with with Drummond and Blake, and they held it down for him, and they stayed in that in that owner that Pistons owner, they held it down and stayed loyal. And told him, yo, bro, you're going to be here with us. 
You're going to be here. You're going to lose and we're going to keep you when you lose. We're not going to fire you when we have a potential of getting a, a really nice young team and they're keeping him right now. And I think that's going to be a good spot for them, bro. So I'm happy for Dwayne Casey too. That man got fired after winning coach of the year. Now he could, now we could start to see if he could kind of reap some of this, the souls of his benefits and, and try to get back in this second chance at being the head coach of a really exciting young team. Absolutely. Shout out real quick as I've got the, the salaries pulled up for the Pistons. Shout out to our guy, Aaron Washington, with uh, no trade clause. This is Shout out to Aaron. Shout out Aaron, so, yes, sir. Uh, so, yes, it does show that uh, Bogdanovich does have two years left. Actually, yeah. Uh, I've got it on my TV as well. I'm trying to see this bigger. Let me blow this up a little bit. So just kind of give a more perspective of what everyone's owed. So, yes, Bogdanovich will hit quite a bit more next year, the $29 million, which is crazy. But, again, Marvin uh, Begley, the third, $12 million. Of course, Cunningham is then up to $11 million. Burks is $10 million if he's still on this team by then. I don't know because that, would, to me, would be a trade person that if you need someone that's looking for vet that you could get picks that you could move around, that would be a person that you could say bye-bye. Uh, even Noel at nine, I'm going to say $10 million there. That's another person that you don't care to cut. Ivy at $7 million for the next – well, of course, all the way up to $30 million down there. That's crazy. But uh, who – is probably going to be the Batman of this team by the time it's done with. I mean, look, you even got Bay for $5 million next year, two, $3 million this year. We're talking about him he being like an Andrew Wiggins-types player, Wiggins-types player. You've got him for the next three years. Everyone on this team is here. Is there anyone that is done at the end of this year? I've got to switch over to my screens here. Um, done probably Killian. Killian may be traded out. You never know. Um, I'm saying as far as contracts, so everyone is. Oh, oh okay, okay. Has okay. another year, so everyone that they have on, they're building for this next year's pick too. So you know, we're talking about it's going to be whoever they get building on with this. This is going to be a building year for them that they say, "Hey guys, we don't care about our record. Look who we have here. This is what we're building for for next year." They're in a great spot. Wait, so you don't think they're going to – I think they could – I mean, I don't – No, no, no. I think they're going to be good this year. I'm just saying, like, even if they don't right. pan out to be in something, you are still pushing for next year on this. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, they're like Cunningham, I think, is going to be – I mean, he's already good. He's going to be an all-star prob- probably for this team this year. You're going to have Ivy, who possibly could be – Y'all think he has a chance at uh, Rookie of the Year? Sure, he has a chance. Say, yeah, say 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 they I have agree. A Cleveland type type of play, type of season, Cavs type season that they had last year. I'm uh, just gonna say, guys. I like with Adam Bogdanovich on here with Cunningham Bay. I like Isaiah Stewart. Just his personality, his his toughness. I'm not saying that he's gonna be a ball or anything. I just like him as a player on there. Anyone that it will bust through no, a line I, like. Still can ball. Like Still can ball out yeah. too, though. I mean, ball. that was four right there. I mean, he could like ball. Said, he could space the floor now too. He could shoot. He, he's smart. Mm-hmm. Man. There's yeah. a lot of trade packages on this so team smart. as well. Yeah, yeah. But Burks, Noel could get flipped easily. Mm-hmm. Um, Diallo, uh, even Killian, Killian Hayes could be moved too, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we, he's a young player. We see potential. Somebody might want to pick him up. 
down the road. Uh, Diallo, shout out Diallo, Queens, New York, get the money, man. You mean Kentucky? Yes, yeah, it's Kentucky Legion. New York is New York is taking <laughs> over Detroit, man. Yeah, we got some we got some calm hoopers, bro, in, in the A, bro. Silent. Not as much as not, not not as much as the LA guys. They definitely taken over over this last couple of years, but we got some hoopers. Okay, so uh, yeah, as we have trust, trust the process. process, I believe in that process. They have the right people in place to make that process move very quickly. Now, speaking of processes and other teams that have kind of trusted so far and, and had to tweak it a little bit, let's go ahead and transition on over to our next team, the Cavaliers, Cleveland, that is, 44-38 and 38 of last year. I mean, you all have got me on probably more fired up for this division than I thought I really would be. Before we even got on here, I told Nick, I said, I haven't even prepared anything really for this division. I look at the teams. I was just like, ah, whatever. But now that we've kind of dissected a little bit, I'm fired up for this right here because, you know, the Cavaliers got my guy, Donovan Mitchell. Go ahead. I've got his card right here. You know, I've got to flash it. Woo. Okay. Finally got that rookie card. And I think they have made leaps and bounds from what they did last year as far as uh, personnel stepping up, being great players, moving up from uh, Amber Collin being a play-in tournament, a team. Now this, moving forward, I think that moves them up. We've all discussed this during the trade. Probably their ceiling is a five. I think Nick maybe put them up as a four. Mm, I did four. say four, but I'm going to I'm I'm going to go to five. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. But – uh. <laughs> this is a great team, and I mean, yeah. CJ, I think we'll start with Nick last time, so we'll start with you. What's your predictions for this team? What do you think is going to go on with them? Yeah, I'm excited for the Cavaliers as well. Um, obviously, aggressive Colby Oldman, Dan Gilbert, realizing, understanding that the market that they're in and, and, and getting a grasp on the simple fact that, yes, we're a small market, but that doesn't mean we have to have the mindset of a small market. Let's be aggressive. Let's go get some star players to compliment the young players that we have and try to create something great, try to create something special, and we'll see what happens down the road. And that's exactly what they did. You know, they were kind of under the radar in the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes. No one really thought, no one really, that no one expected the Cavs to even be in the mix. But those guys, their staff, their front office staff, the people that do their homework and cap and things like that, they were grinding, they were putting that work in, and they pulled the trigger and they were successful. You got to give them a lot of credit to be able to get a guy, a 26-year-old three-time All-Star that scored 57 in the playoffs before. So uh, that's definitely a big-time addition to this Cleveland Cavalier team. I'm a fan of Devin uh, – De I'm sorry, Darius Garland, excellent young player, point guard, went to the All-Star game his first time being healthy. I'm excited for him. And, and Evan Mobley as well. He's going to make that next step. I feel like the hierarchy right now is it should be Donovan. It won't be Donovan right away because he still has to establish himself as the leader on the team because he's the new guy, but they will see eventually that he's, he's excellent. And uh, it will be Donovan, Darius, Mobley, and then everybody else will, you know, Love, Osman, Levert. They have some depth as well. That's very underrated that a lot of people are not talking about. Um, they have some really solid guys, even though they lost some guys. Um, we got, again, no trade clause. Shout out no trade clause with this great graphic that we're looking right here from the Cleveland Cavaliers is for our listeners. Uh, we're looking at some of the salary cap 
the money and the situations <laughs> for the Cavs and what's what's in store for them next season. Yeah, again, again, a really young team, Karius Levert. He could be in the starting lineup. He could be in the backup as a six-man closing lineup type of player for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ricky Rubio, high, high playmaker, can make great plays. He's an elder statesman now, so he could definitely teach some things to Darius Garland mm-hmm. that they were kind of figuring out earlier in the season before he unfortunately tore his ACL. Prayers up to him. Kevin Love, a champion, bringing that championship identity, that championship mindset to a young team like this. They saw him. Everybody saw that 2016 finals. They saw the stops that he made on Stephen Curry, even though they were up four. All you got to do is not foul. Keep your hands. Be good. Be close and be able to make those plays. And that's exactly what he did. Everybody watched that. They were young. A lot of the players on his team that are his teammates are probably like 16, 15 years old. And they watched that in order for them to love the game. And he made those type of plays. So they trust Kevin Love. And in those situations, I think that's a big time addition to this type of team. And yeah, man. And and again, I'm also, I'm a fan of of, uh, J.B. Bickerstaff and what he's done so far early in his coaching career he's done a great job and i think he's going to continue to grow and be an excellent head coach i like that three two style that they ran last year with marketing mobley and jared allen they were winning a lot of games they had the knicks and all types of trouble but then again that's every team when it comes against the knicks the knicks are always in trouble against the team it doesn't matter <laughs> but yeah they did a great job last year and i think you know again bringing in donovan mitchell that now the expectations is playoffs not play in playoffs that's that should be that should be the the mindset for for the Cavs this year okay yeah playing that was cute that was nice but we're a playoff team now we got 45 in in the battlefield with us let's get it rocking listen for a second there I thought you was about to like do a speech and we was about ready to go to war uh, nah, man, I, felt, just... I, I felt the intense building up and I was <laughs> right there with you play by playing it. I was pumped. Nick, Scary, were you bro. feeling it too? Or was it just me? Like I felt it. I, I definitely felt it. Okay. So Nick, what, what do you got with this Cavaliers team? This team is going to be good. This team, or yeah, this there. team is definitely going to be good. Um, That's it. That's all we needed. I'm loving this, man. J.B. Bickerstaff is a phenomenal coach. Uh, for people who did not pay attention last year, y'all definitely need to pay attention this year because he's definitely going to, in my opinion, emerge as probably, as probably a um, coach of the year candidate just because that's how much I do believe in Cleveland. Um, this is going to be really interesting this year. I feel like Darius Garland's going to definitely take another another step ahead. This year, in my opinion, he had a most improved uh, – cal- or this past season, he had a most improved caliber season. Really showing his versatility as far as scoring and playmaking, so I definitely, I definitely think that I definitely think that um, he'll take a big leap. Um, and then, of course, you know you got D. Mitch, you know who brings that veteran presence, and then of course is is another added score to that team. Uh, Mobley, in my opinion, who will take another leap as well. I think Mobley can average at least around like 17, 18 a game, and then of course you know around ten rebounds as well, 10, 11 rebounds. So I definitely feel like he, I feel like Mobley could be also this year. I don't know if it could happen. But I feel like he could definitely be a caliber as far as you know being in that um be, be, being on that all star team, and then of course you got a guy like Jared Allen as well who was a great rim protector. But man, Cleveland's depth, their second unit <laughs> is going to be a problem, especially once Ricky Rubio comes back because arguably Ricky Rubio probably had his best season last year before getting hurt. That's just my opinion. I know people may have uh, different opinions on that, but. 
Rubio was playing lights out last year before he ended up getting hurt, which sucked for Cleveland. He definitely was playing well, for sure. Yes, yes. So once he comes back, he's able to, he's able to be that initiator for the second unit. And then, of course, you got guys like Karis LeVert, Kevin Lowe, who's a great floor, uh, floor spacer. So when you look at the whole dynamic of their the starting unit, which, I mean, it's, it's still questions up in the air as far as who's going to start at the three-man position. Is it going to be Seti Osman? Is it going to be Isaac Okoro? We still don't know yet. That's not the JV Bakerstaff, but just looking at the starting unit and then the second unit, like this team is this team is really deep. They may not be as deep as like a as like a Detroit team, but this team got some great some great assets on the um, on the bench. Yeah, listen, I just um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm I'm just very happy. Now you're good, bro. Um, I'm just very happy that the East is they're picking it up as a conference. They're picking it up, man. We're talking about, you know, some of these teams a couple years ago. We're like, this team, oh my God, are you kidding me? They're gonna be, they're gonna be terrible. Ain't, ain't nobody's gonna watch this. But now you're like, oh, Cavs, what? Look at this. Look what they got. They got Donovan Mitchell, you know, for you know, two, three years. Then we just talked about the Pistons. Listen, man, you know, this this game, right? You know, this game could, you know, could really change teams. You get the right player in there. It could change the complexity of the entire franchise. Same thing with the NFL, like a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes going to Kansas City. You get Kansas City, um, you know, getting getting a, getting a guy like Patrick Patrick Mahomes and transforming that entire region. You kidding me? And you know, what I'm saying LeBron doing the same thing in Cleveland, bringing so much um, you know economic boost to people. People buying, making LeBron shirts and hats and. All those type of things, people that people forget about that, those type of things, man. So I think the East are doing a great job of now looking very competitive and they're continuing to, you know, bring some parity. And I think it's going to make for great basketball. A lot of these teams that weren't good in years past are starting to get some really nice young players and could be the future of the league. And some of these teams that we laugh at could be some of the premier teams in three to four years. Well, just kind of going to piggyback with that right there. What kind of point I was wanting to get into is, you know, you just said Mitchell for three years, but they got him to 26, 27 right here. Uh, so, I mean, they've got it for five years. Everyone on the basically who is going to be the core of the future is at least here for four years. Uh, we've got Jarrett Allen, it looks like, from 26, 27 year. Uh, Garland's all the way out to 28, 29 who else were we talking about? Mobley is 25, 26, I think. Yeah, he'll get he'll get that rookie max. When, yeah, when and then, of course, you got Rubio that far. Now I'm reaching there, but I think Rubio is going to be more of a, a coach player here during this time, but I think he's going to be very valuable. And, again, like even like Nick said, like he was playing great too. So, I mean, what I'd like to see is Kevin Love maybe not this year, but next year rework his contract for that $42 million. Maybe he say, hey, let me checks, brethren. Yeah, Jeez. I mean, what's crazy to look at that because Kevin Love is going to make forty-two million next year, and then you got Rubio that's going to be making six million next year. That's crazy to me. Uh, I'd like to maybe see him say, "Hey guys, I see what you guys have here in this young core. I see Lavert has only got two more years on this on his contract. I see your guys, you know, keeping this core together." Let me renegotiate this, take a little bit of a cut, extend me out for a few more years with this great duo that we have or this core we have. Give me three more years, take this out, spread it out, and let's get some other veterans or role players that we need to sign in with that extra money. 
And because to me personally, Kevin Love will always have that ring with him that was never meant with him without LeBron. And I think that would be something good for him of just his career alone to say that he stayed in Cleveland and got that ring to come back. Now, granted, he's not the man that helped lead it, but I think that would be very big for him to say, you know what, you had Kyrie here, you had LeBron and me. They left you. I stayed here. Now let me open up my Subway sandwich meat here and y'all come and eat my sandwich after I retire, you know. I think it'd be great, great for him. Yeah, that's, that, that'd, be, that'd be a great story. Wonder where'd you get that from? <laughs> I don't know, man. That'd be a great story. That'd be a great Absolutely. story for him. That'd be a great story for him. That's a great basketball story. That'd be a 30 for 30, wouldn't it? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, going from Minnesota to Cleveland and then, you know, just finishing the rest of your career in Cleveland, helping them win another championship, you know, if that was to ever present itself down the road. Now, I understand both perspectives of what you're talking about in terms of the money and distributing the money because as a player, you obviously want to maximize on every dollar possible because, again, you could get hurt in a split second and lose it all. So you mm-hmm. definitely want to keep that bag for oh, as yeah. long as possible. So, But, but I also understand your uh, perspective. And this is what I'm saying. These owners go over the luxury tax. You're billionaires. Stop asking all of these players. Oh, take a take a haircut here. Take a if you you know if re- you want to win, you better go above let's that. Let's rework our deal. Test. Let's let's rework our deal so you get right. this on the back end, and then maybe if you incentivize something and knock down a hundred threes, maybe we'll give you the extra something. No, go over the luxury tax. If you want to win, make it happen. Make it happen, man. Um, you had to take a risk to become a billionaire, so take a risk owning the team. What? Like that's just common sense, right? Crazy, crazy. But yeah, listen. I'm, if if he does you it, want to win, 40, forty-two mil as a six-man, keep getting those checks. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Is he worth that though? I mean, listen, listen. I mean, that's and it jumps. It almost doubles what he makes this year. Shout Twenty-eight out, billion. Shout out his agent. I think. It's, yeah. I don't know if his agent could be hey. like, oh, maybe. But if it is, I mean, hell, he's he's been there for what, like, going on almost ten years. So why not? It's crazy, right? Yo. Yeah. He's almost been there for 10 years, bro. Like, um, I think, yeah, right, yeah. That's, that's so, like, crazy. I think this year will be nine 20, years. 2014, crazy. yeah. That's yeah. crazy. He's I'm been just a trying to think. for almost a decade. Like, how did they make that contract? Because, you know, I mean, obviously, as we look at these contracts, you can see that, okay, yeah, we think you're going to keep getting better, so we're going to give you money as your years go on. But, like, He's in year 13 now, so whenever they made that contract, like, did they think year 14 to 15, like, the all oh, 15, he's going to be $10 million more worthy? Like, well, yeah, well, we- I mean, right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, he got the deal when I think he was 29, so 20, 29 or 30, or turning 30. So he got, uh-huh. the, four, he got the full year over 110. Um, and then obviously was you know bonus and things like that would boost up to something right. like 42. But he probably, he, you're, like, you're right, though, He'll, he won't play. Um, he won't. He he, may, he might not see that forty two. He might. They might restructure something um, again for they the better of the team. For the better of the team and things like because you're he, obviously common sense. You're not go, paying forty two mil. Yeah, he just needs to go back and say, "Let me advertise myself in Cleveland." I he's been there a decade. They know him. Uh, yeah, he's good now. He's I yeah. Mean, he's changed the champion. He brought a championship there. He helped bring a championship there as a third best player. Um, and he deserved. You know, he, he's. This, this Cleveland Cavalier team, we don't know if they have – and, again, I like Donovan Mitchell. 
right? I think he's a special player. Is he a number one option on a championship team? This is how we have to start looking at these players, man. This is where we have to start looking at these players. And, and, that's, and this is why I feel like if you watch the games, those answers will be there for you. And right now, to me, is he a number one? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. He's not a number one option. So on dramatic to not. I'm loving it. I'm just I'm saying. I'm just saying. Like, he is, yo. No. He is. I'm going to say no because CJ, what you have drink before the show, man? Nah, we don't. We don't do any of those type of things, brother. Oh, uh, it's that cup. It's that cup's what it is. Nah, your <laughs> A game. <laughs> Uh, it's just, it's just the love of the game. Started bro. acting That's different it. when he got that cup. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it's just the love of the game. But now nah, for Mitchell again, I don't, again, I think uh, we we talked about this. Michael and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago when the trade first went down. I think Mobley should be the the number one option down the road uh, mm-hmm. because of the versatility he brings with his size and measurables. And yeah, man. Um, but again, I like the team. They're fun to watch. And Pistons versus Cavs, bro. Last year you're like, oh no, I'm not watching that. Now you're yeah. like, oh, that's a good. You better put that on ESPN prime time, baby. Bro, I got I got the league pass. Good to. I don't need prime prime time every single night. League pass, Cavs, Pistons. That's a great. Oh game, yeah, bro. Yeah. That's that's that's. Are you future. kidding me? You get exactly. That's the future in the now. You're just like, yo, these guys are like 20, 21. Wait till they're like 26, 27. What? Man, I can't wait for the season. It's crazy. And, and they're and they're in the same I division. Can't, I can't so wait. it's gonna they're gonna see each other four times a year. Oh man, I'm excited. Next year, this will be a Christmas game. Wouldn't that be something, bro? Yeah, I think I think maybe in a couple of years. I, I would. If yeah, Kay, I'm not saying Kay, like not not next uh, yeah. year. If K becomes a superstar, it could happen soon. I I think if honestly, him and Ivy, they both have superstar Ivy. traits. Ivy, yeah, <laughs> they both have superstar traits. K to K and Ivy, so that's gonna be interesting to see who becomes. It's, it's like a it's like a Westbrook KD dynamic where you see you saw the superstar traits in both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, one became a bigger star when they left, but you know, nevertheless, nevertheless, I think Cade uh, and, and and Ivy they they could be very special. Absolutely, I'm ready for the season. 100 percent. I'm not mad at that. Uh, all the phrases in one. <laughs> nice. Listen, what? listen, man. Listen, man, just real quick, bro. The East, the East is tough this year. The East is gonna be great. Oh man, it's gonna be tough. Okay, real quick. Bucks, Bulls, Cavs, Pacers, Pistons. What order? I'm gonna go Milwaukee one. I'm gonna go Cleveland two. Unanimous. Yeah, Milwaukee one, Cleveland two. I'll say Chicago three. Detroit four and then Indiana five. Okay, CJ, you next. I think I agree. I agree with Nick. I think that's I think that's perfect. Now, if Detroit, they're obviously a wild card. They if we'll see, we will see if Cade and Ivy and they're I'm right out, it, right out the gate. It. 
boom, stars, I could put them ahead of Chicago. They are. That's where I'm going to put them, Pistons over Chicago. Now, I will say this, though. Like, if the Pistons go, like, if the Pistons go, like, six and four or seven and three in the first ten games, that's going to be big. It's going to be big. Yeah, like I said, they're ready to go today. They're ready to go. So it's going to be exciting to watch. Okay, I got to see who the, like, first few games are. Right. Bear with me. Let's see no, your schedule. Okay, they start. I'm sorry. First game's a W. Who are they playing? The Knicks. The Knicks. That's preseason. <laughs> that's preseason. Preseason game. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, October fourth. Yeah, 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 that's preseason. Yeah, okay. that's preseason. Yeah, our first Knicks first game is the Grizzlies in Memphis. Yeah. When does the? Let's see here. Yeah, it's probably like their first game is probably like the 19th or the 20th or something. Yeah, they just got it all listed. Let's see what we're three weeks away. So, where does it start? November, October, late October. Yeah, like late October, October, like 19th, 20th, 21st, something yeah, like that. In the 20s, yeah. Okay, we'll start with 19th. That's probably right because it goes from October the 13th and 19th. There's a big gap right there. So, yeah. they play Magic, mm-hmm. Magic. Ooh, Knicks. That's a good game. Ooh. Yeah, Magic Knicks, Pacers. What is all that? Are you serious? It's a good game, bro. And then they play the Hawks twice. They play the oh, Magic. They play. They play the Magic the first game. It's a good game. Magic Knicks, what? Pacers, Wizards, Hawks twice. So I mean, honestly, that's that's kind of nice for them starting out. It's a good test. Yes, it's a very good test to see where they're at. Obviously, um, them and the Magic people assume that they're going to be the same, um, mm-hmm. but you know they could come out and be like, "Nah, we're not y'all." Splash by twenty. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Easy. We ready for some trivia? Do we have trivia? Uh, we Are don't we got. Trivia? Yeah, we don't. I mean, uh, it's kind of, kind of over. Say, yeah, say, yeah, we're getting, getting kind of late. Getting kind of late, guys. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna do the trivia next week. Okay. Gonna get some, get some trivia stuff in there. Get some really good questions. Kind of mix it up. I mean, we used a useful trivia app that was really good. He's working on some other, other sites, but I'm gonna try to find something. Um, so again, we just start. We're learning the game. We learn some new things. Never know what could happen, bro. Say like, you need a random question. You got to answer in the NBA. You're like, oh yeah, if we did that on CTB that one time. Cool, yeah. little, cool little hundred dollars in your pocket off that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 let's next week. Let's all come up with one random player that we like know stats on that we give in like teams or whatever. And we got to try to guess who it is. Okay, guess who? All right, let's write that down. I got you. Cool. Do we want to give like an era that we're going to kind of do it in? Yeah, we yeah we could go we could go real specific with it. I'm down. Yeah, let's do it. So guess guess who next week count the bucket. Guess who? What era are we thinking about? Let's go 2000 to 2010. Okay, 2000 to 2010. Good? All right, bet 2000 to 2010. I guess. Guess who, NBA player. All right. All right, Nick, where can we find you at? Oh, man. Follow me on Twitter at NickAndreATR. Check out my link tree in my bio as well. 
Follow us at Count Bucket USN. That's about it. Where you can find me. Got linktree.com slash cjames9. Everything that I'm working on. Count the Bucket, the Hard Count, Garda Podcast, all the other platforms that, that I'm working on, man. Appreciate everybody that's been supporting, um, been supporting us on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a four, leave five, four or five stars. Give us a nice comment if you're rocking with our content. Um, all feedback is is really good feedback. We're just trying to continue to grow, work on what we're doing. So, um, yeah, just continue to follow us here at, at 930 Eastern every Sunday, man. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just real quick. Just real quick. Coming soon to the Count the Bucket webs. I guess who has 11 rings. But, yeah, coming soon to the Count the Bucket website. It's a collaboration. It's going to be titled The Book of Penny. It's a series on Penny Hardaway, so definitely look out for that. Oh, did, is that your news that you said that you were going to have for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I totally forgot. I almost forgot. I almost forgot, too. <laughs> like, Shoot. Book of Pennies. I like that. Yeah, that's a good name, bro. Awesome. I like that. Okay, so be looking for that. Of course, still working on the website as far as some of the errors on there. But, yes, we do have a website out. We'll get that a little bit more. I have a couple of days off this week that I'll be able to work on that some more. So, uh, of course, as they all said, Count Bucket USN on Twitter. You can follow me personally at MDLawson00. In my bio, it has the link tree like CJ said, and it has all my information of all my social medias that we got going there. Of course, the podcast, Apple Pod, all that whole nine yards. I also have another show where I do nothing but baseball, just like this show, with my boy Connie. And it is called Backstop Banter, Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time. All right, boys. I believe that's got us. Deuces. We ready? Catch Deuces. you guys next week. Catch you guys right, we next appreciate week, you guys. Man. Thanks for watching. Yes, sir.